Hey guys. Hi guys. And welcome back to the Decom Boom. We hope you guys had a great Christmas. I know. I hope you guys had the best Christmas. I hope it was festive and jolly and, you know, full of cheer. I mean, Sarah, this is our last episode of 2022. That's crazy. I know. Wow, I'm proud of us I that actually, we've kept going since August. I also have a little fun little game I want to play with you at the end. Wait, I'm so excited. I, yeah. You know I love games. I know, I know. Okay, wow. Oh, now I have something to look forward to this entire episode. I know. So, yeah. Without further ado, let's let's talk about the fact that today we're talking about a movie that like we both really loved as kids. I know. I loved it so much as a kid and I... It was, again, one of those movies where I wanted to be the protagonist so bad. Yeah. Like, I wanted to live her exact life. I totally understand why. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I just remember the trailer coming out and being like, oh, my God, I have to see that. Like, being obsessed immediately. Yeah. Because it just looked, like, so fun and girly and, like, exciting, you know? Yes. Um, But I also do remember, like, even as a kid, I was, like, Okay, the main girl's pretty annoying. Yeah. Yeah, she's tough, especially in the beginning. She yeah. does kind of grow on you, I think. Yeah. But the beginning is, ooh. Yeah. Also, like, she's supposed to be annoying. She so, is, So, like, yeah. mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, this is Go Figure. Yes. So, it's the movie where the ice skating princess joins the hockey team at boarding school. We'll explain why. Um, yeah. But for those, that'll probably help you remember. It's yeah. that one. It's also, like... Disney Channel's answer to Ice Princess. They came out the same year. This came out like, well, I think Ice Princess is, yeah, Ice Princess was March 2005 and this premiered on June 10th, 2005. Wow. So it was just in the culture. They came out so close that I'm like, I don't know if it like would have had time to like rip off Ice Princess, but I do think it's weird. They are kind of different though. No, you're right. They are, but but this is weird. So Michelle Trachtenberg's character in Ice Princess, her name is Casey Carlisle. And in this, our protagonist is Caitlin Kingsford. And I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, no, that is a little weird. I also think that, I mean, watching this, so Ice Princess is not a decom, so it's not really fair to no. compare them because Ice Princess has it's a bigger budget. way better. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think in some ways, like this movie had elements that were more interesting than the Ice Princess plot. Yeah. But yeah, the Ice Princess has Kim Cattrall. So it's like, yeah. it can never be as good because Kim isn't in this one. And it has Joan Cusack. Like it has yes. like an A-list cast. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah. it has Hayden Panettiere. Oh I God. loved Hayden Panettiere in that movie. I loved her role. I loved her role. Of being like, this isn't like my main thing. I'm like, cool. She wanted to like kiss her boyfriend and go to a party. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Also, I was thinking like we... Loki should have had your roommate Parker on as a guest because doesn't he love figure skating? He does. He also loves gymnastics. I'm like, I wonder if there's a gymnast. There's not. There's not a gymnastics decom. Unless we do a very special episode for Stick It. <laughs> I know. Well, honestly, Nora, this movie was like kind of giving Stick It vibes. It I was know. giving like obviously not as good as Stick It, but I was like something about the tone. I know. Was no, giving Stick It. It's it's the sequence of like yeah them getting better at their sport. Stick It is such a good movie oh my god remember we rewatched it recently and me and nora were literally like no because this movie is so good we were obsessed yeah and we were also simping for Haley, the main girl she's amazing she's everything and i was just thinking about how this genre is so good if like yeah you have bring it on you yes. have oh have you, have you ever seen um bend it like beckham 
Okay, actually, no, which I'm oh, so embarrassed about. I know it. it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. And it's like, there's so many good movies in this genre. Like, yeah. she's the man, motocrossed, so many others. I know. Like, Although, motocrossed really is not quite the same because, like, tonally, it's very different from the other ones you mentioned. But it's still a sports movie. Like, yeah. these, like, movies about, like, girl power sports movies are just really good. So, I feel like I'll skip the Disney Plus description because Nora basically summed it up and it's, like, one of those ones that's randomly long. Um, but I'll just read the last part because it's, like, can the graceful Caitlin score points in the rough and tumble worlds of hockey? Can she? We'll find out. We'll find out. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score of Go Figure? Yeah, I kind of think it's going to be low because... I think the parts that I loved about this movie, like Rotten Tomato critics would think they're silly. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess it got like a 43%. It kind of did better than I thought. I mean, it didn't get great, but it got a 56%. Oh, okay. Do you think we're ready to Mm -hmm. jump into Go Figure? I do. Let's do it. Okay. I'm so excited. All right. So we begin with our protagonist out there on the ice. She's a figure skater, obviously, and Mm -hmm. she's doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like a petite little blondie with wide eyes. Yes. Yes. And we do have voiceover a lot throughout this movie. A lot. Yeah. And that kind of kicks us off. And she's like, I'm Caitlin Kingsford, but my friends call me. And then we hear someone from the sidelines go dork. And then someone else goes fall, fall, fall. So we get the sense that she's a really good figure skater. And right away, it's introducing this idea that there's competition in figure skating. It's not like a team sport where people will support each other. The other figure skaters want you to fail. And Caitlin's like, okay, they're not exactly my friends. They're the competition. Um, and I'm the girl to beat. So they're really jealous of me. Like, what can I say? She has a lot of haters. She really does. Yeah, because she's good. If you're good, you always will have haters. Um, and this opening sequence, I think, is really bad. Yeah, it's not great. Also, like, she obviously has a stunt double in this movie. But, like, when they show her in this part, <laughs> it's like she looks like trash. Like, she's, yes. like, making, like, a really silly face that, like, a figure skater would never make. She's, I like, know. cheesing. It's like really, I know that they smile, but like not like this. No. And it's just like kind of giving an American girl doll movie. Like it's just not good. And like compared to other opening sequences we've had, like motocrossed, like stuck in the suburbs opening is kind of good. Like, yeah, it's like just, this is like not, not good. No, I agree. It does not start out strong. No. And we get introduced to like a few other characters in this opening, her parents, Ed and Linda, who are there cheering her on. Who she calls the Rents. And then her brother Bradley, who she calls a craniac. Like yeah. cranium and brainiac. It's like brainiac already means brain. You don't need to like spice it up anymore. Yeah. And we learn that he's a hockey guy because she's like, okay, so he's a total geek, but he does has like the best slap shot ever in the state yeah so we get that like he's a nerd but he also plays hockey right and then we also see her coaches slash like choreographers bob and ginger and they're this like older married couple that wear matching sweatshirts yeah and they're very much like you know kind of like almost like miming the choreography from the stands yeah and she says she's like i love them but the fact of the matter is they're never going to get my picture on the cover of a cereal box that's a reference to, oh, what's that brand that all the- Wheaties. Wheaties, yeah. All the Olympians, like Tanya Harding's Wheaties sponsorship. Like that's a, <laughs> alluding to that. Yeah. And then she's like, for that, to get your face on a cereal box, you need a Russian. I laughed out loud. I know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, uh, kind of a stereotype, but okay. I know, but I was thinking about it because I was like, I wonder how Russian people feel about this. But like, it is a fact that they're the best at figure skating. They are, yeah. They really are. But it is just really jarring to hear like, 
a Russian. And I then know. she also says at one point, she's like, I would just love to work with someone of her caliber and her nationality. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and then we cut to this Russian music and this coach named Natasha Goberman. She also says, um, Natasha makes figure skating champions as easy as I can fake a smile. I'm like, that's kind of dark. Like, <laughs> I think she means like on the ice though. I know, but it's just like, it's giving that scene in I, Tanya where Margot Robbie is like crying, but smiling into the mirror. And it's like, oh my God, figure skating is so dark. It is very dark. And yeah. I, I, this movie does like a decent job at it showing does. some of the darkness. It does. Yeah. More than like I would expect a decom to do. Mm-hmm. Like you, I just know if they made this as a decom now, it wouldn't be as interesting as this movie is. I know. Yeah. Then, so we do cut back to 15 minutes earlier mm-hmm. and we see Caitlin like getting ready um, at the ring. She's like sitting on a bench and there's this little girl behind her being like, mom, I need a scrunchie, a fellow skater, but she's like a little girl. And her mom's like, oh, can't you just use a barrette? And the little girl literally goes like, ah! and she like <laughs> whistles like a little kettle yeah, in rage. That's so offensive to say. Yeah, she's like, a barrette? Mom, don't you know anything about skating? (laughs) And then Caitlin offers her her scrunchie. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'll just use my lucky rubber band. And Caitlin's voiceover is like, this is going to earn me like serious karmic brownie points for the competition, Mm -hmm. giving this needy little girl my scrunchie. Yeah. (laughs) But then we see that this really backfires because now we're back present moment on the ice she's skating and her rubber band snaps Mm -hmm. and her hair comes spilling out and it distracts her and she falls yep but we also like in this part see before she falls like we see her stunt double so we see that caitlin is like really good like her she's spinning like nobody's business yeah and then after the competition after her fall caitlin is like walking around the rink and her voiceover says they say you're either a Britney or a Christina, but here on the ice, you're either a Christy Yamaguchi or a Tanya Harding. Yeah. And she's like, both have their merits, but only one has a gold medal. T, 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 T. And we also have this part, just see the girls trashing each other. We see yeah. like these two girls talking and one of the girls is like, well, we're like, my spin's bad. And she's like, it wasn't just her spins. It was this and this and this. So we are getting the fact that figure skating is a toxic business. The girls are mean to each other. Yeah, it's cutthroat. Um, Yeah. I also think, okay, so this movie obviously has a ton of Tanya Harding references and like we Mm -hmm. know a lot about her, but not everyone does. So I think we should kind of like touch on this really quick. So we mentioned um, Tanya Harding and Christy Yamaguchi. So for those who don't know, Christy Yamaguchi, who makes a cameo Mm -hmm. later in this film, she was the first Asian American woman to win a gold medal in a winter Olympic competition in 1992. Love. And she also won Dancing with the Stars. Of course she did. um, And then Tanya Harding does not have a gold medal, but she was the first American- She has infamy though, which is arguably more important. Yeah. So she- um, she was the first American woman, second in the world, to successfully land a triple axel yes, in competition. This is what she is famous for, the triple axel. Yeah. And like, we do need to talk about the Tanya Nancy Kerrigan assault because it yeah. comes back in this movie. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did not catch as a kid. Yes. So for you guys that don't remember, in the 1994 Olympics, Tanya and Nancy both qualified and there was a lot of competition between them and they were both really good skaters. Tanya, 
I, in my opinion, was a better skater, but Nancy more had the look. Tanya yeah. was like, people thought she was white trash, to be honest. Yeah, and Tanya was like athleticism and Nancy was like grace. Yes, 100%. And there was this incident where someone, after Nancy was skating, someone like hit her kneecap with a board. With a, I think it was like a baton, like a oh, police yeah. baton. Yes, a baton. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, And she got really hurt and people thought this was Tanya orchestrated this. Which but is it, not proven. No, but it was proven that it was her ex. Her ex-husband right. hired someone to do this. So like, yeah, But there's no proof that Tanya like told him to do that. Like no. that is not proven. Basically what happened though, it's very tragic. Like Tanya, like charges were pressed against her for like conspiracy. And even though, yeah, there, she's never said and there's no proof that she knew this was going to happen or planned it. But they were able to prove that she like knew about it after and didn't like say anything. Mm -hmm. And like that's not against the law, but like I guess it violated like the the United States Figure Skating Association's rules. Mm -hmm. So she was banned for life yeah. in 1994, which is so sad. I know because this was her shot out of like her life like this was i don't yeah. know um so that's background on nancy and tanya for you guys because it will it will come back yeah um but also just like christy yamaguchi is like caitlin's idol mm -hmm. she worships her yeah oh also but one other thing we have to say about this is that when nancy was hit with the baton there's uh video footage of her being like why why why, why? oh help my god me. she says help me back to caitlin she hears all the girls shit talking and she's like, they're all Tanya's. Um, and then like these two girls come up to her that are, I guess, like some of her nemeses and they're like being fake. Like, oh, don't worry. I don't think anyone even noticed your fall. But they obviously did. The judges obviously noticed and she didn't even place. She didn't even like come in. Yeah, they took you know. off five points. That's yeah. harsh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and Caitlin is like really upset about this. She's like, oh my God, it was terrible. But then Natasha does come up to her and her coaches and she's like, listen, like your turns were really good, like better than the other girls. Like, and I would say that Natasha's accent literally sounds like Count Dracula it's in this so part. It's so thick, Nora. It's like, not even that it's thick, it's like wrong. No, I agree. Like it's like a character. Like it's actually like borderline offensive. Okay, so I, I think <laughs> so It kind of gets better throughout the movie, but this scene is really like, no, 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 girl. Accents are more subtle yeah. than people make them. And anytime you really overdo it, it's like, you ha if you're not good at an accent, you shouldn't do it. Cause like, if you're bad at it, it's like literally offensive. I know. <laughs> I think she has some moments that are good. Well, it gets better later in the movie. Like I didn't even notice it as much as the movie went on, but this yeah. scene I was just like, oh my God, it's so bad. It truly sounds like a vampire. Yeah. Um, but She's like, I want you to be my champion. Yeah, it's, it's like, it mm -hmm. really is too much. So Caitlin is like, you want to like coach me? And then Tasha's like, no, I want to make you a star. Yeah. And then like Natasha and Caitlin sit down over like a little milkshake together at the mm -hmm. rink. And like, okay, Natasha's nickname for Caitlin is literally Sputnik, which yeah. like felt a little on the nose of like, what's a, <laughs> what's a Russian reference that all Americans know? I'm yeah. like, but I did, I wanted to know like what Sputnik like translated to, because obviously we know it as like the satellite. Right. But um, it means like fellow traveler. Which, like, I don't really feel like you would call your student. It kind of doesn't make sense. I really feel like they were just like, what sounds Russian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she's basically telling her, like, you know, you're you're really good. Like, I want to I wanna work with you. Um, and then she's like, let me ask you, why do you skate? And Caitlin's like, oh, my God, that's easy. The glitter. 
And Natasha's, <laughs> like, clearly disappointed by this answer. Uh-huh. But then Caitlin, like, you know, does, like, a classic Disney monologue of, like, and because, like, when I'm on that ice, like, I know exactly what to do and, like, how I should act. No. And I'm, like, that's kind of sad. Like, we definitely will see that, like, this is kind of a movie about identity and, like, Caitlin yeah. really doesn't know who she is without figure skating. Yep. Um, so when she says all that about like when I'm on that ice, like it all makes sense. Like Natasha is impressed by this and she's like, yes, we are going to work together. Yep. Tear up that ice. Yep. And then <laughs> and then Caitlin says, am I dreaming this? And then Natasha says, this is not a dream. This is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And that was in the trailer. And that is so iconic and so true because it's like, yeah, training for the Olympics is a nightmare. It's like, yeah, that's your dream, but it's going to be horrible along the way. So then she's like, you'll need to go to boarding school, this place where I teach, the skate club, Buxton Academy. Yes. Um, So then we go back to Caitlin's house and she's like pitching this idea to her parents. Like, I need to go to this school. And her parents are like very normal. Mm -hmm. They're not like the figure skating equivalent of stage parents. No. Um, So like while she's giving this pitch, her dad is literally like watching TV and like barely listening to her and her mom is folding laundry. Yeah. And they're like, boarding school is too expensive. Like we can't pay for that. And Caitlin's like, like, she's like so frustrated by this. And she storms away. And then there's voiceover where she says, do you, can you believe they actually let these two reproduce? (laughs) And then she tries to go shake down her brother Bradley. She goes to his room and she's like, can I like have your like rare hockey puck collection to sell for my tuition? And he's obviously like, no. And she's like, you're so selfish. And he's like, I'm selfish. You're like the most spoiled prima donna twirl girl I've literally ever met. Yes, he calls her self-absorbed. And then she's like, I'm not self-absorbed. I did that walkathon, remember? And then we find out that it was a walkathon for models without mascara. And she only <laughs> raised $300. Yeah, and we'll see that like her and Bradley, like they kind of have beef. He like hates her in a way that's like actually sad. No, it's actually sad. And like he is, we'll see more of it later. But, like he is kind of her biggest hater. And like, he I is. really don't like it. I know. Um, he like tries to sabotage her and he is also the brother from Freaky Friday. Yes. Um, yeah, he's in this. Yes. We also see in this part that Bradley is doing, um, because he's a hockey player and he's also really smart. He does like, he uses geometry to like figure out like hockey plays and like mm-hmm. angles to make shots from. So yeah, that, that's important to the plot. So we yes. see him doing that. I also hate like in this movie, how hockey players don't respect figure skaters. Like they keep calling them twirl girls and like thinking that they're not real athletes. Yeah. And it's so incorrect and so disrespectful. It really is. Figure skating is really hard. Yeah. So then we see Caitlin talking to Natasha and being like, hey, my parents like don't have the money. Like they can't pay for me to go. And she's like, do you know what it's like to like have your dream be so close? And then it's just like pulled out <laughs> from under you. And Natasha says, well, I know what it's like to be shut out of the past two world championships and see your future slipping away quicker than pierogies at a Vladimir Putin dinner party. <laughs> she is always at a Putin dinner party, I guess. But Natasha is like, I won't accept this. Like, I need you, Caitlin. So like, I have an idea. Like, I'm going to come up with a plan to get you to go to Buxton. Mm-hmm. And then we see her talking to a bald man. Mm-hmm. This is Coach Reynolds, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, showing him a picture of Caitlin, and he's like, no way. Like, I only have one scholarship to offer this year, and it's not going to be to this, like, tiny little girl. Like, she can't play hockey. Yeah, and we're like, why would she play hockey? She's a figure skater. And then we find out 
uh, Natasha is trying to get Caitlin a hockey scholarship so she can go to the school and then also train on the skate team in her free time, which she has none of. Yeah, because um, this school doesn't have any figure skating scholarships. Yes, and we learn later that, I guess, no, in this movie, no, like, college or boarding school in America offers a figure skating scholarship, which I'm like, is that true? And that's, like, so whack like why not especially because like i love an ice princess how they talk about how it's such a financial burden on families yes because of like all the travel and the um the costumes the costumes are really expensive and the coaching it's like you kind of can't do it unless you're like rich upper middle class slash rich yes and so the coach is like no way and then natasha's like I would have to like kind of like owe you a favor. And then the coach is like, as far as I'm concerned, there are three things needed to get me to give this girl a scholarship. You, me, and a restaurant by the sea. So you find out that coach is simping for Natasha. And he basically is like, you have to go on a date with me so I can give your little girl a chance. It's pretty fucked up, to be honest. Like, I mean, Natasha, do what you want. Use your feminine wiles. I support you, girl. Yeah. But like, it's kind of just like merely a punchline in this movie that this coach is like, implying like you need to be my girl if you want to get what i, I have to offer i'm like ew coach reynolds it's gross and we're not supposed to like think he's a bad guy really no we're supposed to kind of like him but so yeah caitlin gets the scholarship natasha tells caitlin the good news she's like you start hockey training in a week and caitlin's like i'm sorry i'm sorry hockey yeah <laughs> she has like no autonomy in this situation <laughs> no no and natasha's like girl i'm sorry it's the only way um, and then she like gives her a schedule that's like got her like hockey and her figure skating schedule and like so much for a kid. Oh my yeah. God. It's so much. Yeah. And then we see Caitlin at home and she's like playing some living room hockey with her dad mm-hmm. and Bradley hears the news that his sister got this hockey scholarship and he is like livid. He's so mad. I just want so jealous of her. I know. I'm like, I want to explain to Bradley. I'm like, you're too young to get a hockey scholarship anyways. Like, yes, you're first of all, she's a girl and she's way older than you like you're not in competition with each other i know i don't know what you're thinking bradley but it's giving like huge hater insecure vibes and it's honestly i'm gonna say it. i know you're a kid but like it's not cute and then we see caitlin packing for school with her mom and the mom's like oh like my little girl's growing up like going off to school and Caitlin's like, yes, I am growing up. But then we see her scooping a whole bunch of stuffed animals into her trunk. Yes, plushies, which I plushies. guess are created are connected to her figure skating career. Like, I think she gets them when she, like, wins stuff. It seems like they're connected. I wonder if, Nora, are they the things that people, like, throw onto the ice? I think so. Along like flowers? Yes, I think that's what they are, yeah. So she has a bunch of those because she wins a lot. Yeah, and her mom is kind of like, I kind of think you should leave your plushie collection at home. Hater. And- yes her whole family is haters honestly i know i like her dad i like her dad too her mom is like you should leave those at home and caitlin's like i can't they're my friends and her mom's like maybe you could like make some actual friends at school (laughs) i know i mean this is really real that if you're in a competitive sport it is really hard to have friends because so much of your life is the sport like yeah it's isolating yes like people that do gymnastics like yeah caitlin definitely like her personality like it shows she is under socialized yes yes because <laughs> she's quite annoying and then like the mom is like honey like one day you're gonna learn there's more to life than figure skating and caitlin's like not for me <laughs> so now we see caitlin at her first 
hockey team practice and she can like barely stand and all her gear this is kind of a problem i have because i get it's like you would it's different skates the equipment is weird but she is a great skater maybe she wouldn't be like good at being aggressive with the puck but i think she would be fine skating onto the ice yeah and it's like figure skaters are really strong and really like poised like they wouldn't be like falling down just because they have a little extra weight on them i know and like yeah, in this first scene, like, she can't even, like, skate at all. And I'm like, if there's one thing this bitch can do, it's skate. I know. So it is kind of, like, weird. It's, like, doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, I don't um, like it. And Coach Reynolds is so intense and mean. And he says, life is a game, Eagles. Hockey is not. <laughs> so scary. And it's, like, literally, that's not true, Coach Reynolds. Yeah. Life is not a game. And hockey is a it little is, game. It's a little game. Hockey is so scary. Like, yeah. And I never I was, was thinking of our cousin. We have a girl cousin, uh, Jesse, that plays she- hockey. It's really cool to be a girl and play hockey. Also, like, Caitlin um, really puts a target on her back right from the get-go with these hockey girls because she's just, like, asking if she can get her helmet in orange, like, saying that these shoulder pads, like, are from a previous generation. It's like, Caitlin, like, Caitlin. try to fit in. Yes. Oh, so there's this girl, Ronnie, who's the captain of the team. I stan. She's an icon. She, she's an icon. Honestly, like... I remember her the most from this movie other than Caitlyn. She left an impression on me as a kid. She's so cool. She's so cool. And she like doesn't like Caitlyn's vibe. And like rightfully so. Yeah. Because Caitlyn is just like being annoying. Like it's one thing if it's like, oh, the new girl's like bad, but she's like trying and she's shy. Like Caitlyn is coming in and like acting very just like loud and Yes. And Ronnie's like, this is my team. Yeah. Caitlyn literally says to them, she's like, these girls are just like me. They're just like bigger and meaner and with unconditioned hair. It's so I rude. really love the hockey girls. I do too. They're cool. Also, this is when we see that um, the girl from Pixel Perfect who plays yes. um, Cindy the drummer yep. in Pixel Perfect, she's on the hockey team and her name is Mojo. Yep. And she like, her thing in this movie is she's like, she's like superstitious. She's always trying to like do things to yes. give them like extra good luck. Yep. Yeah. She's like, and also I think they all have nicknames. So I think Mojo is her nickname. I think so too. I don't know her real name. Yeah. But yeah, I think Mojo is, yeah, definitely a nickname. And Ronnie's probably a nickname for Veronica, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and then one of the girls' nickname is Hollywood. Yeah. She's from Topanga. Yeah, she's from California. <laughs> Not even actual Hollywood. Yeah. And her real name is Amy, and she's so cute and pretty. I was really I love her obsessed vibe. with her when I was little. Like, I remembered her a lot. I was like, I want to be just like Hollywood. She's so cool. She's so cool. Yeah. We're kind of like meeting a lot of people on this scene. Yes. And we also meet Spencer. Yeah, the, the assistant coach. Yes, Mr. Blondie. I definitely had a huge crush on him as a kid. I don't really remember him that well, to okay. be honest. But I thought he was like, I really didn't like him in the beginning. And then he really grew on me. I know. Because he's just such a hater of Caitlyn. And this first scene, he's like, they're doing this workout. And like, every she's doing badly, of course. Yeah. And he keeps calling her number 36. Like, number 36 faster. Like, do a full crunch, whatever. And then she's like, at one point, she's like, I have a name. And he says, yeah. It's useless. I know. So mean. So mean. And it's like, not like he's like, he's like a fellow student. It's like, don't be such a goddamn bitch to a girl he just met. I know. That's like not really his place. I know. He's so rude. He is so rude to her. But I think it's because he thinks she's cute. No, but boys, it's like, why are you literally vicious? Someone (laughs) you like, it's like, why don't you just be polite? Like... Or, like, ignore them. I know. Like, why be like, your name is useless? Like, like, you're a waste of space. Because when you guys get together, <laughs> she's always going to remember, like, oh, remember when you called me useless? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, that's in the back of my mind. I'll be honest. Yes. So after this moment with uh, seeing Caitlin sucking on the ice, mm-hmm. we cut to Bradley at school. And 
basically he has this like little nerd friend who's like, oh, Bradley, are you going to do like the Robo Wars tournament? And Bradley's like, yeah, I already signed up. And his friend's like, how are you going to like juggle this with hockey? And Bradley's like, I quit hockey. It was pointless. So dramatic. And it's like dramatic. You're not even at the same school as her. Like you could be so successful at hockey at your school. She's not even here. Like I know. And this is also my thing with Bradley. Like I think his emotional problems would make more sense if it was like he had the kind of family that was like putting all their time and resources into Caitlyn, which like I get it. That's probably what a lot of figure skating families are. But his parents are like yeah, she's super into it. Like she yes. takes it a little too far. Like they give Bradley attention. They give him resources. Like Bradley, you're kind of just like putting this all on yourself. I know, I know it's true. Then we go to in the locker room after hockey practice. And then also coach Reynolds and Spencer come into the locker room and I'm like, should they? This is the girl's locker room. They're not like, uh, changing, but. I guess they do probably come in there like to give like tips about the game. Okay, what, yeah. yeah, when they make sure that like the girls aren't changing. Yeah, okay. yeah. They come in and they're like, okay, that like could have gone better girl but like I know it's no indication of how the rest of the season's gonna go yeah they say that but they're screaming and threatening like that wasn't actually a very good impression it's more like this so that wasn't great girls but I'm guessing that won't be an indication of how the rest of the season is gonna go yeah you're right it's more like that yeah it is more like it's like kind of scary yeah yeah and then he kind of starts like insulting them all one by one he's like Hollywood I thought you were training this summer because like I never would have known by the way you were skating out there yeah and he's like Ronnie you're supposed to be the captain you're like not setting a good example for the rest of the girls yeah and then he's like Caitlin like how are you feeling and he's like are you tired and she's like uh if my legs could talk they would scream and he's like don't oh don't worry like it's gonna get better just like rest a little and ronnie's like if she did any more resting she'd have bed sores (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and then caitlin is such a little weak-willed quitter she goes to coach reynolds office and tries to quit after one practice i mean okay she is like doesn't have a lot of willpower yet but at the same time, it's like she never wanted to do this. And they kind yeah. of put her in a bad position. Like, yeah, she's a good skater, but she literally has no idea how to play hockey. And I'm guessing this is a competitive board, like academy for sports, I'm yeah. guessing. Um, so I'm just kind of like, it's kind of an unfair posi- position to put her in. And it's not like, oh, she was the best hockey player at her high school. And now she's feeling discouraged because she's bad here. It's like, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't have any practice. Literally and this never. team is like, you're fucking us up. Yeah, you know? no, you're right. You're yeah. right. I was being too harsh on her. I would quit too. Yeah. I just know that like the type of athlete she is, she has to have like such strong will. And I'm kind of shocked yeah. that she quit so easily. Yeah. Knowing that like she has to leave school if she does this. Right, right. But um, the coach is just like, I don't think so. Like, I really stuck my neck out to get you here. Like, I broke a lot of rules. Yes, yes. It's not like you can do this. It's like, I did a really corrupt thing to get you on this team. So you have no choice and you have to do it because I'm going to lose my job. She did not ask you to corrupt your morals to get a date with hot Natasha. This man is like a mixture of like the college admission scandal and like me too. I know. Like... But Caitlin is just kind of like, okay, like, she's I'll like, stay. I, okay. Yeah. She I'd be like, that's not my problem. No choices. But he also says like, listen, if you play your cards right, like I'll make sure you don't actually like play any games. And she's like, ooh, okay. Um, and he also tells her like, I really wouldn't tell any of the other girls on the team that you're a figure skater because like they don't need any other excuse to like hate your guts and bully you and think you're a piece of shit. Yeah, no, it's true. In this part, Coach Reynolds is like, you know, I've always hated figure skaters. I don't know why. I'm like, it's because you're a misogynist, Coach Reynolds. A hundred percent. Also, you're, okay, so what, you love Natasha, but you don't respect her craft? Natasha, be with someone else. Seriously, if you don't, why the fuck are you fucking with Natasha if you don't like figure skaters? So then we cut to a cute, cute dorm room. 
And it's so cute. They literally have trundle beds. It's adorable. I want to live there so bad. Yeah. Um, and then we see Amy Henderson, who is Hollywood. She's Caitlin's roommate. And she didn't hit the lottery with getting Hollywood as a roommate. Hollywood She's the nicest one. Rocks. And she says, like, oh, hey, like, Hen- Amy Henderson, left wing. And then Caitlin goes, Caitlin, um, moderate conservative. <laughs> And this part killed me. I'm like, Caitlin, you would be a moderate conservative. I'm like, Caitlin's a Republican. <laughs> okay, like, where do you think, like, Caitlin stands on, like, universal health care? <laughs> oh, she probably, like, doesn't believe in it. No. I could see her just being, like, a Blue Lives Matter queen. <laughs> oh, my God. No, totally. Yes. Or just be like, well, poor people don't work. Exactly. She like, would, she totally would be, like be really, like, like, mad at people being on unemployment during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, well, I'm still working, so. She'd be, like, the mom, like, uh protesting like critical race theory being taught in schools yes yes she's like i just don't think my kids should be made to feel bad for who they are 100 <laughs> percent. oh my god no and that part really made me laugh cool ass hollywood who's probably gonna like kiss girls in college yeah. and smoke a lot of weed it's just like funny yeah she's like funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> like hollywood is like pretty nice to her at first like caitlin's like oh like i sucked out there and she's like it's okay like you're a freshman it's it's not a big deal yeah but then caitlin um pulls out her christy yamaguchi poster mm-hmm. and hollywood's like oh my god that's hilarious like where'd you get that and she's like what do you mean and she's like oh like those twirl girls make me want to hurl yes yes and she's like where should we hang our new dartboard ah! She wants to use it as a dartboard. And Caitlin's mortified. She's like, you want to... No, well, like, oh. Yeah, yeah she's scared. But she has to, like, play along. She's like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. And then also Hollywood tells her that the skating club is the biggest joke on campus. Yeah, and she, she calls them. She's like, you should see some of those puny plush collecting freaks. And yeah. so then Caitlin has to, like, hide her, her plushies. plushies. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door and Ronnie and Mojo come in. Mm-hmm to their dorm and yeah mojo is like saging the place she's like we gotta have a good season i gotta like do my thing yeah ronnie is like so hollywood like the season's gonna suck like kathy broke her leg so she's out all season and like our newbies are slim pickings yeah um and this is the part when when she calls her hollywood hollywood's like i'm really from topanga yeah um <laughs> i would have loved to be in a friend group where we all have cute ass little nicknames I mean, and are you, bonded over you basically a- were everyone called you like dons and d yeah but i mean more like when i was older i guess when oh. i was little yes but when i was older we didn't really have that i know i'm always saying like i need i need a nickname i was like drummond give me a nickname and he's like oh. no <laughs> there's nothing better in life than having a nickname that's know. how you know people really care about you and know about you Julius. manifesting a nickname oh, that's my 2023 but you, resolution but you can't really ask for a nickname no. it's too embarrassing you can't pull a swaggy c spoiler that i'm watching big brother 20 right now your own nickname yeah yeah i know you can't it has to come organically so ronnie and mojo leave and caitlin's like oh like ronnie hates me and hollywood's like she's tough but like she's really not that bad like you just have to know how to handle her yeah like kind of hinting at like ronnie's really a softy underneath which like she so is true. i yeah. love ronnie i love her too so then we see caitlin in her element at skate club um, and Natasha, she's like teaching like a lot of girls at this point. And she's like, okay, like everyone line up. We're going to do Lutz's. And Caitlin just sort of like naturally goes to the front of the line. And then this girl, Pamela is like, mm, I'm the number one skater here. Like I go first and kind of like pushes her to second in line. And then this blonde girl who we learn her name is Heather. She's like, yeah, I feel like bronze is more your color. And like 
pushes her to third in line. Mm-hmm. So these girls already hate her. And now that Caitlin is like third in line, she sees this other girl next to her, Shelby Singer, mm-hmm. and she recognizes her. Yeah, and she's like, Shelby, I thought you were retired. And Shelby's like, I'm only 17. It's not like I'm like 20. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah, and Caitlin's like, oh, I, I didn't mean it like that. I'm, I'm sorry. I, like, I've seen you at competitions. I'm such a big fan. And then Shelby's just kind of like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, and also, okay, Nora, I think, Shelby Singer, this actress, looks a lot like Nancy Kerrigan. She does. She's very beautiful. She is. Yeah. She has like a star quality about her. Yeah. And like, I I knew what Nancy Kerrigan looked like, but like when I was researching this movie, like looking up videos, I was like, that looks like Shelby. It does. I wonder if that was intentional. I think it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love this actress. I know. I really love I her. I like his storyline. It's like, Me too. because they could have just made all the skating girls such throwaways and been like, made this like a hockey is better than skating movie. And the Shelby in this movie really changes that of like, you like people on both sides, Yeah, which they didn't have to do. And I'm glad they did that. I'm so glad they did. Shelby has depth to her. Yes. Yeah. So now Natasha's like, okay, girls do your Lutzes. And Pamela goes first and like her Lutz looked good to me, but Mm -hmm. Natasha's not pleased. She's like, you over rotated. Yep. And then same thing with Heather, the blondie. Natasha's like, that was more of a what does she say? She's like, that was more of a flutz than a lutz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Caitlin goes and Natasha's like, girls, that's how you do a lutz. Yeah. Like putting a huge target on her back. Totally. Yeah. The worst thing you can get in like a room for, full of your peers that you're competing with is a compliment. They hate to watch you rise. They love to watch you fall. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> um, I'm slowly like learning, especially because I edit, like I'm learning all of our stock phrases and like me saying, that's so true, Nora. It's like <laughs> literally in every episode. Um, but it is just so true, Nora. Like, what can I say? After this practice, predictably, Pamela and Heather are like talking shit about Caitlin. Yep. And they're like, I heard it was either like boarding school or jail for her. And Shelby is listening and she's like, as amusing as that story is, like she's actually here on a hockey scholarship. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I watched her tape from sectionals. Like she's pretty good. And Pamela is like, like, no, she's not. And Shelby's like, "Mm, I think she's great. And then Pamela is like, I think she better stay off my ice. (gasps) A threat. Also, okay, so Heather is like, who did her choreo for sectionals? Like clumsy the clown, which I'm like, that's a horrible insult. I know. It's like, be more creative. Heather, really? Really? But then Caitlin storms in and she's like, you can say whatever you want about me, but you do not come for Bob and Ginger. And Love. she's like, whatever you have to say about me, save it for the ice because that's where I'll be doing all my talking. That's a good burn. That is. It's really true that if you're on top, you don't have to talk shit. Yes. Yeah. So then we go back to Caitlin's dorm and we see her sneaking into the janitor's closet And this is kind of where she's like posting up, like putting all her like figure skating stuff. Like her Christie poster is here. Like her plushies are here. This is where she like changes into her competition outfits or like practice outfits. Yeah. This is her safe space. Yeah. Yeah. And the janitor, Mr. Jablonski comes in Mm -hmm. and she like bribes him with a sandwich. She's like, oh, like, here you go. He's like, thank you so much. She's like, don't mention it. I mean that, don't mention it. So she's kind of like buying his silence. (laughs) Teenagers are so strong. Like, I don't think I could survive in an environment now where I'm like, everyone hates me, but I'll just make it through somehow. Like, I think I would like break down. Yeah. But I feel like I could have done it when I was 16. I think you kind of do like thrive on that hater energy when you're younger. Now, if I get like the whiff of a hater, I'm like, crying I know. <laughs> I know i feel like insults can like bounce off your back when you're younger i mean like if someone said that to me now yeah. i'd be like oh my god i can't no literally you get like softer yes i'm so <laughs> soft 
I'm just too soft for all of it. Me. 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 Now we see uh, Caitlin walking home from, I guess, skate club or something. And she passes by a concert and she can like see through a window that Spencer is just randomly the lead singer in a band. We never get any more about this. It's just like. This is such a weird thing to introduce. And I kind of wish they didn't because it's just like, what? We don't need it. I'm like, okay. They're trying to like make us think Spencer is cool. And And I'm like, his song sucks. And it sounds like he's singing in Simlish. And then (laughs) Caitlin's just like, whatever. It's not like she's impressed. Like, I know. That could be a storytelling moment if she's like, huh, Spencer. But she's kind of just like, I thought we were going to like see them kiss at his concert at the end. And like, we don't see the band really ever come back and it's like why what a waste of their budget to like get this crowd for like a throwaway moment and it's like we don't need like i think yeah i think you're right that it's supposed to get us to like spencer but like he's already an assistant hockey coach like that's enough for little girls to like him yeah i i didn't need the musician angle no no because spencer also like i i kind of like that like i kind of find him a little uncool like even though he's yes suave like i feel like he is like Caitlyn in the way where he's just like type A like I care a lot about this which like yes the lead singer thing makes him seem like a cool energy that he like just doesn't have to be honest I know sorry and I feel like it's like are you a jock or are you creative yeah like, like pick one. I can't really get it yeah so when Caitlyn gets back to her dorm room Hollywood is still awake studying which she like thought she'd be asleep by now mm-hmm. so Hollywood's kind of like why are you out so late and she was at skate club mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, um, I was practicing my slap shot, but Hollywood can see her hockey skates on her bed. So she looks and then she just goes, what of, <laughs> what of, <laughs> then we see Caitlin talking to her mom on the phone, complaining. She's like, I hate it here. And the mom is like, so mean. I know. She's like, I told you this would be hard. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I know. It's like not encouraging really at all. No. And then she's like, oh, do you want this like one sweater that grandma gave you? Cause like I'm selling a bunch of your stuff. I know. Some families do this though. Like some people, when they went to college, their parents were like, what can I make their room? Like immediately. Immediately. Like didn't waste a day being like, we have a new home gym. It's like, I'm gonna be home for the summer. I know, like, where am I gonna stay? Yeah, especially Caitlin. It's like she's 14. I know, and like they're not sure this is gonna work out. Like, she could be home in a month. I know, it's so weird. Yeah, it's very mean. I think the mom is doing it intentionally to be like, you're giving up a lot, including your room. I know, I know, it's mean. So now it's time for the Eagles' first game of the season. And we see the girls like stretching and so cute. They all have like their little rituals that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Caitlin's like doing her makeup, like putting on eyeshadow. Um, and Ronnie's like, what's with the eyeshadow? <laughs> and Caitlin's like, presentation is very important. <laughs> and Ronnie's like, okay. <laughs> I love their dynamic. I know. Um, and then Hollywood's like, oh my God, are you nervous? Like first game. And she's like, oh, I don't think I'll be playing much. Yeah. Hollywood's like, Okay, I don't know why you think that, but sure. Yes. So the game starts and Spencer has like made it his mission for Caitlin to get on the ice because he like wants her to make a fool of herself. Yes, he Um, wants her to fail. Yeah, so he's like, coach, we got to put Caitlin in. And the coach really doesn't want to, but like Spencer kind of says like she's on a scholarship and I guess that means that like technically she has to get like at least some ice time in every Mm -hmm. game. So uh, Coach Reynolds like reluctantly calls her in and Spencer like smiles an evil smile. And then (laughs) this woman who like is another assistant coach kind of, but like isn't important at all is like, why do you want Caitlin to play so badly? And he's like, it's one way of getting her to quit. He's such a hater. Truly. Um, And Natasha, once Caitlin goes in, she wants her off the ice. She's at this game and she's like, get her off. Because if Caitlin gets hurt, that could really affect her skating. 
And the coach is kind of like, I like can't like yeah. uh, my hands are tied. He's like, I'm getting heat from like the people that know that <laughs> yeah. I'm getting corrupt. Like yeah. I have to like put her in. <laughs> that I put this girl on my team so I could maybe kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Caitlin is like scared and she's going on the ice. And then like Ronnie like asks Caitlin for like help with a play. She's like, Caitlin, like block her for me. And Caitlin just like is frozen. Um. So Ronnie gets like knocked down. And then Ronnie is like so mad. She's like, that's it. And she like (laughs) angrily skates toward Caitlyn. Yes. And she says, what kind of hockey player runs away from a fight? And Caitlyn says, the kind that doesn't want to break a nail. Yeah. (laughs) And then like we see, we cut to Ronnie getting like carried into the locker room by like the female (laughs) assistant coaches. And Coach Reynolds is like screaming at her. He's like, do you want to get benched for the rest of the season? (laughs) And then like. Spencer is so mean to Caitlin in this part. He's like, I knew from the first moment I saw you that you'd be trouble. I know. She's like, okay. She's literally like, (laughs) kick me when I'm down. She's also just like, why are you so mean to me? Like, (laughs) it's out of nowhere. He's mean to her for no reason. Yeah. And then like, so back in her dorm room, Hollywood is like, you got off easy with Ronnie. And she's Mm -hmm. like, easy. She fucking tackled me. And Hollywood's like, yeah, I mean, like, you compared to what she should have done to you trust me you got off easy yeah because she's like she was depending on you to like help her and like guard this person and you let her down and Mm -hmm. hockey is all about being on a team and helping people out but then hollywood is also like being nice to her she's like let me see your bump on your head (laughs) yeah but then when she's like going to comfort her she like spills a drink and it Mm -hmm. gets on the floor and she's like oh i'll go grab a mop and caitlin's like no i will because remember what is in the janitor's closet not only the mop but all her figure skating paraphernalia yeah so caitlin runs to the janitor's closet but hollywood follows her and she comes in and she sees everything she sees everything she's not like mad she just thinks it's funny she's like cracking up she's like you're a twirl girl oh my god that's so funny (laughs) and then she's like oh my god i can't wait to tell oh wait i can't tell they would totally skin you alive or whatever they keep saying like they just keep implying that like the team would like literally lose their minds and like commit a hate crime against her if they knew so she's like okay i'll keep your secret and now like this has brought caitlin and hollywood closer together Mm -hmm. we see them walking around campus together like they're becoming like genuine friends yeah it's really sweet and also um hollywood reveals that she's never even met a twirl girl before so of course she had a stereotype of them in her mind because she didn't ever know one and this is really showing that like we as a country, like the reason we're, we're so divided. divided, we don't talk to people that are different than us guys. I know hockey players, you <laughs> have to talk to twirl girls or you'll never know that they're real people too. Or we'll never heal as a nation. So true. Yeah. They're like talking and it's really sweet. And she's kind of like, Hollywood is sort of saying to Caitlin, like, why are you like putting yourself through all this just for figure skating? Like, I don't get it. And Caitlin is like, you know, unlike hockey, I'm really, really good at it. And like when I'm out there on the ice, it's just like everything else goes away. Now we go back to Caitlin's house, like her house where her parents live. And we do see Bradley and his nerd friend racing like a robot car in their front yard. So just the seed has been planted that Bradley is like working on this robot car. Yes. That does come back later. Now we are back to Caitlin at practice and she's doing like her one-on-one coaching with Natasha. Mm -hmm. And Pamela is jealously watching from the stands. Yes. And um, Natasha calls Caitlin a champion and Pamela's like, champion? Not on my watch. Yeah, it's a real competition. It's like Pamela does not like her. Not at all. And like we can sense that there's probably a sabotage moment coming. Yes. 
Um, so now we see Caitlin in like the cafeteria area at school. I can't because she can't find somewhere to sit. She's like torn between hockey and the skating girls, but she's being so dramatic about it. She's like, this isn't a visual platform, but she's just being so dramatic. She, I can't. The acting is, she's indicating here. Yeah. It's too much. And then eventually Pamela is like, come sit over here. Um, the skating girl. And so she goes and sits with them. And then Pamela is like, um, you made the front page and she's, uh, shows her this newspaper that has is from the hockey game where her and Ronnie got in the fight and the headline is cat fight. And cat fight on ice. Cat fight on ice. <laughs> and she's like, Mm, yeah (laughs) and then so then she's talking to her and she's kind of like pamela's like i'm kind of sorry because i was kind of mean to you but like you have to understand you're my only competition here and then she looks at heather the other skating girl and she's like sorry heather (laughs) but it's true (laughs) and then she's like i'm sorry and i want to invite you to this party and then caitlin stupid stupid keep this to yourself girl reveals Mm. that she has a private session with Natasha at 9 p.m. because Natasha is working with her crazy schedule. And then this sets off an alert in Pamela's mind. And she's like, private session with Natasha? And then she's like, oh. And then (laughs) Caitlin's kind of like, you know, maybe I can come to the party for like a little bit. Yeah. And Pamela's like, great. And basically like Pamela and Heather, like they are not getting private one-on-one coaching with Natasha. No, 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 no. Then we see uh, Spencer walking around campus with his boys and he like sees through a window that Caitlin is like late at night practicing hockey all by herself. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, boys, uh, I'll catch up with you later. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's his band. That's probably the last time we ever see or talk about the band. Yeah. 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 And then he goes in to like, say hi to Caitlin and I love like how she like acts with him because he's like oh I'm surprised to see you here like you're hardly the most dedicated player yeah and she's like don't you have anything better to do than harass me I know and she's right her words are true <laughs> like so right it's so true he's so mean to her it's like at this point he's coming in like to her private taking space, time out of his night to like to just roast her he definitely like loves her so much but he like oh, can't yeah. admit it because he's like she's like annoying but so um then Caitlin is like, what's it going to take to get you off my ice? And this is the first um, joke that's kind of like ice really means ass, you know, get you off my ice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The way they say it, it's like, it's clear that it's yep. intentional. Um, and then Spencer, cause he wants to flirt, proposes a little game. He's like, if you can get this puck past me, I'll never say another word about you. And meaning like, I'll stop bullying you. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then she says, how about you never say another word to me? <gasps> I love that. Love and then they have this little ass hockey game that's cute and romantic, but not as romantic as the motocross scene. Yeah, it's like <laughs> trying to be as cute as that. And it's like, it is cute, but like nothing could beat the motocross scene. Nothing could be there. We're on the top of the world scene. No, but she does like kind of like knock him down. And she wins. Gets the puck past him. And he's like, wow. He's like so down bad. He's like, that was, and I love it. She goes, I, shh. You promised. Because he can't say another freaking word to her. I loved when she did that. That was so cool. That was so cool. That was really He's going to love her, her finest. forever. Yeah, I just, I thought that was so cool. It was so cool. You promised. Then she just walks away. Walks she skates away. off. And Spencer is literally like, oh my, oh my God. Wow. He is so flustered yeah. and in love. In love. He's got it bad. 
And now it is party time. Caitlin's going to this party she was invited to. Love. So she gets to the party and Pamela and Heather are like, hi. And they're like, oh my God, could you like do us a favor and like go get us some more cups from the supply closet? It honestly is very close to the Legally Blonde sabotage scene. I was thinking that too, Nora. Yes, I was like giving her misinformation at this party to someone who desperately needs to go to a party because they have no friends. I was thinking the same. I know. And so she's like, okay, I'm on it. She's, she's like, like, party, party, I'm going. I know. So sad. So socially awkward. I know. And like trying so hard. I know. She's uh, lucky she's cute because she's got a tough personality. <laughs> really, really tough. <laughs> like you have like your like Cadet Kelly, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, you could see how they're like supposed to be similar characters, but it's like Kelly is so charming and likable. Yes. Caitlin is so annoying. I know. Yeah. I love someone that's annoying though. Cause I know, it's just so like, endearing to me. I know. It's like, they're. I love people that try that hard. Like it's just beautiful. I love people that I, try I don't hard. really like cool people. So it's like, no, I'd rather be with an annoying person. I mean, yeah. That's why when people are like, Taylor Swift is so annoying. I'm like, yeah, that's, what I that's love why her. I love her. I love that I am cringing so hard watching <laughs> every interview of her. Yeah. Because I love her so she's, much. She's literally like a hot dork, which is like yes. my favorite type of person. I know. Yeah. They're so vulnerable. They're so vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing their hearts on their little bedazzled sleeves. Yes. So no surprise, while Caitlin is in the supply closet, they lock her in there. Mm-hmm. She's like trying to reach for the cups that she's supposed to get and it triggers a booby trap mm-hmm. and purple paint falls all over her. Yes. And then when she like tries to leave, obviously the door is locked and this like little sign falls down that says Sputnik go home. I know. It's a little like It's much. hazing. They hazed yeah. her. Yeah. So she's locked in there and the janitor doesn't let her out until 945 and her coaching began at nine. Yeah. So she's like running to get there and Spencer sees her and he's like, Caitlin. And she says, spare me, Spencer. And then she gets to the coaching and her icon Christine Amaguchi is there. And she's coaching Pamela. She's coaching Pamela. And, and that to be was her. supposed to be her. And she sees that and she's like, am I dreaming? Oh my God. And then the coach is like, Natasha. That was, Natasha is like, that was supposed to be you out there. You're late. Clearly something was more important to you. Now Pamela's doing it. Like you really, you blew it. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I just feel like if I saw a student come in covered in purple paint, I'd be like, did something happen tonight? Like, is that why you were late? You're covered in purple paint? No. And this is like one of my biggest pet peeves from movies in general, but especially like kids movies is like, there would be nothing that would stop me from being like, no, Natasha, like it was Pamela. Like literally, okay, I'll tell you everything. Like there's a sign that proves it. Like she told me to go home. Like I'm not letting like a misunderstanding of like, but I, but I, Okay, I'll be silent. Like, no, speak up. Especially when it's a situation where it's like, I get you're scared if you're bullies. Like, bullies can be really scary. You don't want to narc because that might make it worse. But at the same time, if it's like your sport and this is like your dream and you want to go to the Olympics, I feel like you're being like, okay, I'm going to narc. Yeah, and she's not scared of Pamela. Like, no, she's really not. Like, Pamela's a little bitch. But Christy does um, come to talk to Caitlin after the practice to, like, be nice to her. Yeah. So Christy Yamaguchi is like, you know, Caitlin, like, Natasha told me that, like, you could be one of the the greats. And, like, she's not too free with her compliments. So, like, she must really see something in you. Yeah. And she's like, but, like, only you can decide, like, how bad you really want this. Yes. Wait, who is the figure skater that makes a cameo in Ice Princess? Michelle Kwan. Yes, Michelle Kwan. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. I forgot which one it was. Okay, yes. The figure skaters are so sweet to be in these I movies. Know. I love that they do that. They probably love that movies are being made about their sport. I think so. Yeah. I think they must. 
And now we see Caitlin in class and a teacher is handing back papers and Caitlin got a D plus. Yikes. And an amazing song plays called Crash Goes My World by Cadence Grace. I love to play with matches. I love to watch my bridges burn. Crash Goes My World. This movie has very good music. It, it really does. has a good soundtrack. So yeah, we basically hear while Crash Goes My World plays, we get kind of like a little montage of Caitlyn in her flop era. Yes. She's doing poorly in school. She's doing poorly in hockey and even figure skating because like Natasha's mad at her. Yeah. At one point, Ronnie, they're in the locker room and Ronnie says, hey, Caitlyn, what are you doing here? And Caitlyn says, I have no idea anymore. It's like, <laughs> girl. Yeah. And then she literally gets on a bus home because she's so depressed. Yeah. And while she's on the bus, she pulls out her cute little pink flip phone and calls up Bob and Ginger. And she's mm -hmm. like, guys, I'm coming home. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Like, we'll pick up your training right where we left off. And but then they're like, we can take you to the top of the junior novice championship. Like, who needs a Russian? And Caitlin yeah. is like depressed by that because she's like, I don't want to be mediocre. I want to be great. Yeah. I mean, if she leaves this school, she really is giving up on the dream because the, her coaches at home just can't take her that far. No. When Caitlin gets home, her dad and brother literally had like a bet on like how long she would last at school. And like Bradley oh, no. obviously bet against her. So he's like, dad, pay up. She quit. And the mom is so awful. She's like, oh, honey, you can't say I didn't see this coming. I know. And that obviously makes Caitlin cry. She's like, my own mother thought I was going to fail. Yes. And so she runs upstairs crying. She has like a very pitiful cry. She's yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> and she sees that like her mom like moved her bed into the garage. Yes. And like her room is in shambles. And like there's this box labeled ice skating junk that has like all her plushies her in plushies. it. plushies. And she's like, they're not junk, mom. And it's like, if your daughter says these things mean something to her, don't continuously be like, they're junk. The mom is, like, really a flop for me. I know. Like, I know this next scene is supposed to humanize her, but it honestly doesn't No, it doesn't. Me. It really doesn't. Yeah. So, basically, what happens is Caitlin, like, takes her box of so-called junk outside and, like, runs to a nearby park. Alone. Yeah. Oh, completely alone. And it looks, Scary. like, really cold outside. Like, you can see their breath. And she's, like, sitting on a park bench talking to her plushies. The mom comes to find her. And underneath the plushies in this box, Caitlin finds, like, her mom's old figure skating gear. Yeah. And she's like, mom, I know that you like know how to skate, but I didn't know you were like this good. Cause she finds like medals and like pictures of her mom skating. Yeah. And she's like, what happened? Like, why did you quit? And the mom's like gravity and weak ankles. And I had you and Bradley. Wow. Caitlin's like, oh my God. Like I never know. Their dynamic is interesting. Cause it's not really mom. I'm not giving up my dream. I'm giving up yours because the mom is kind of like doesn't want her to have her dream. Yeah. And she admits she's like, I was like, I was protecting you, but I was also maybe like a little jealous. I know. She's like, whoa. Um, but then she is like, no, ultimately, like, I just didn't want to see you like get disappointed because I know that this world is so cutthroat. But I'm like, there's a way to do that. It's kind of full court miracle. Just like, let me crush my kid's dream before the world does. And it's yeah. like. It's going to hurt them either way. So let them try. Yeah. Especially if like in her situation, whereas our full court miracle baddie <laughs> didn't have that much natural talent, but this girl does. Yeah. So it's like, let her try. I know. This really amazing coach sees a lot of potential in her. It's not like she's delusional. I know. And there's a way, like, I just think the mom 
doesn't have emotional intelligence. Like yeah. there's a way to be like, honey, like I like just always telling her, like, no matter what happens, like we love you and like this doesn't define you without just being like, I kinda knew you'd give up. Like that's not yes. the answer. It's like be like the brink dad and be like, listen, if you want to do this, great, but ultimately this is not who you are. You have to have a, something deeper about you. Yeah. Um the mom Yes, I will be referencing old episodes. It's not my fault that if you don't listen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is an ad for our past episodes. <laughs> Go back, educate yourself. Wow. No, but I do think this movie is like kind of trying to teach the brink lesson. It doesn't do it as yes. deeply and as no amazingly but it does like touch on the same lesson yeah so yeah basically there's this moment with her and her mom and then caitlin like stands up she's like you know what like i'm not giving up like i realized something i have stronger ankles than you because of my hockey training so i'm going back to buxton yes um so then she does go back to buxton and we see her in the hockey locker room in her uniform the girls walk in and they're like shocked to see her and then she says let's go girls yeah dun, she, dun, 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 dun. let's song. go girls yeah. and now a great song plays i want everything by hope seven it's like i am such a hope seven stan also like nora i looked at the their like album art and I was like, it really, like, I remembered the image of this band so clearly. Yes. Like, the girl, the lead singer, she's kind of like Gwen Stefani look, like, blonde hair, and she wears, like, beanies and stuff. Yeah. Um. But, okay, so this song, I'm sure a lot of you will know it, but you also probably know Hope Seven's other hit, Breakthrough, which is the exact same song. <laughs> Yes. Um, they are the same key, the same Same chords. lyrics. Yeah, the same melody. <laughs> Literally everything is the same. And Breakthrough is in Legally Blonde 2. And it's in Cheetah Girls. Yes. Yeah. It's a great song. Hope Seven's just like about having fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. It's um, kind of like that Lizzie McGuire quote where she's talking about um, Paolo's band. And she's like, okay, if you're like a deep existentialist, you're not going to like this music. But if you love like hanging out in your convertible, putting on lip gloss, you're going to love it. That's yes. like Hope 7. That's totally Hope 7. Yeah. This song is also in Sleepover. I want everything. Um, I love Sleepover. I know. Okay, Hope 7 and all the best movies. Truly. Also, a fun thing about um, Christy McClave, who's the lead singer, she also sang that song Crush that's in the Princess Diaries that plays oh. when they're like dancing on the beach. Of course. That song is so pretty. I love that song. So yeah, I want everything and breakthrough literally the same song, but they're literally both so good. Um, breakthrough did come first and is better, but it's yes. fine. And then we get a scene that I am such a sucker for this kind of thing in movies. This song is playing like a fun, empowering pop song while we see a montage of a girl getting her fucking life together. Yes. It's really mirroring like the Legally Blonde scene where this happens. Yes. Um, she's like, you know, she's studying. She's doing better at ice skating. She's kind of getting better at hockey. And it's just like, she's getting it done. I'm such a sucker for this. Like, yeah. it really is so satisfying for my brain. Yeah. This is like her flop era is over. Yes. And like, no, I definitely like, 
acted out these types of montages in my room when I was like eight. Yeah, I, was so like, I was like, when is this going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please give me my montage. Please give me my montage of success. But also it's so funny because we see an image of her um, studying in the library, like surrounded by books. So I'm like, yes. girly, there are like simpler ways to like study. You but don't she, need, like, it's, she has to books. show people that she's smart. True. And studying studying does see and he is like, huh, I guess she does work hard. He's lusting over her and her books. Yeah. <laughs> And then we see her doodling in class and she's like, she's like taking like Bradley's geometry hockey techniques and like figuring them out herself. She's like, oh my God, like I can use Bradley's nerdy little geometry thing to like help my team. And then Spencer overhears Natasha threatening Coach Reynolds, like telling him that Caitlin needs to stay off the ice. So Spencer like now knows about this dynamic mm -hmm. of like oh shit and then we see um spencer helping caitlin with her skates before a game just like staring at her so, so googly eyed he's such a simp he's like tying her shoes yeah <laughs> and then he's like oh is that glitter and she says the thing she said earlier she's like yeah presentation's very important and he goes i like it you sparkle and she says so do you so cute so they like made up after she was like never speak to me i know <laughs> now they're like okay now we like each other which is so high school it's like they'll be so mean to each other it's like because we like each other yeah exactly so now they're having another game and now caitlin wants to play mm -hmm. but the coach is like no you're i, I don't need you and she's like oh like i want to get in the game and Spencer is like advocating for her. He's like, coach, like she actually is our secret weapon. Like I used to say that in jest, yes. but like she actually is like, she's so fast and tiny. She can just like zip right through all the other players. And then Spencer is like, we need her more than we need your little Russian friend. <gasps> threat, yeah. threat, threat, threat. Yeah. And, and the coach is like, oh my God, you know. And Spencer goes, I'm the only one who knows so far. <gasps> threat for sure. Threat. The coach is like, all right, Caitlin, get on the ice. When Caitlin's on the ice, she uh, is like thinking about geometry and gets knocked down. <laughs> yeah. um, and she kind of like is like to the girl who knocked her down, like, hey. And the girl's like, you want a piece of me? And Caitlin goes, no, honey, I want the whole thing. Ow! So she's like gaining confidence yes. as a hockey player. And she even says, what kind of hockey player runs away from a fight? Yeah. So she's learned. And then the game is about to end. And Caitlin passes to Ronnie and Ronnie shoots and scores. Yes. Hell yes. I also was thinking, because I was thinking about earlier when she says the breaking a nail thing, people loved to say that in the 2000s in movies. Like, I don't want to break a nail. It was like the number one way to show that women are stupid and vapid is to be like, I can't break a nail. So true. It's like kind of hard to break a nail. I know. Okay. I remember I was always <laughs> saying that when I was a kid, I was like, breaking a nail is like not really that much a part of daily life. <laughs> no, it was like people thought that girls were so concerned about breaking their nails. That's how you know media was written by boys. But also I guess we're not the type of girls that have like really long, like I guess really yeah. long nails. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't think I've ever broken a nail, but I did lose a full nail. That was really scary. Yeah. It came right off. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. And if it does, you guys got to move on. You too. They grow back. They grow back. Yeah, so this is their first win of the season, and it's also the first game they've won in, like, years because yeah. they're, like, famously a bad team. Yep. Um. So Ronnie is like, get ready to party, Caitlin. Like, we're celebrating our win. And then they go to, like, a hilarious party. <laughs> I know. There's, like, a disco ball. Yeah, and, like, okay, there's hip-hop music playing. There's also, like, a Zac Efron lookalike. Like, this oh, man, really? he looks so much like how Zac looks in the start of something new scene. He's wearing, like, the same shirt and has, like, the oh, same yeah. exact hair. I guess that's kind of true. Yeah, and then this part, I remember as a kid, I was, like, 
this part's so awkward. Like I just was like, why, why is this in here? So they're dancing and, um, Caitlin's like, this music is so, and then Ronnie's like hip hop. And Caitlin goes, I was going to say fat. And it's like, no one says fat. Like I know in 2005, like this scene was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But it's like cute to see, um, Caitlin and and Hollywood dancing. Yeah. They're bonding. Yeah. But like, it's just that part. I was like scratching my head as a kid. I'm like fat. No one says that. And then before their next game, Ronnie is all happy. She's like, this is going to be a great season. Like we're better than ever. And Caitlin's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty good, but I know how we could be better. Mm-hmm. And then we see her teaching them ballet. And um, she's like, this is really going to help with like our agility and yes. balance. Yep. And they're all kind of like a little bit skeptical. They're like, you're turning us into twirl girls, Caitlin. Like this is so lame. But Yeah. And then Caitlin's like, what do you guys have against twirl girls anyway? And then we kind of find out that these girls kind of think like, twirl girls may are like silly like they're like they're frilly they just spin around they're like they may, it make it hard for us to get respect from like male hockey players yeah. because they like make skating a joke and caitlin's like there's actually more to it than that which yeah. is true it's really really hard yeah i like i don't get why they judge it so much well i mean the 2000s were a time in feminism where it was yeah. really like you have to reject everything feminine to get respect and like uh, it really was like a war on femininity and i think that's changed now um I'm so happy but that feminism used over. to really be like that of like yeah this weird era of like to be have respect you have to just be like boys yeah and be like i don't care about makeup i don't care about dresses like you can be smart and care about that I'm so happy that has changed because that was really, really toxic. I know because it was just misogyny. Like it was internalized misogyny 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like I'm pretty sure that's literally why um, the Soviet Union was so good at hockey is because they did ballet training. Yeah. yeah. I mean, football players sometimes like take yeah. ballet. Yeah. yeah. It is really true that it's important to have balance in sports. Then the Eagles win another game. It doesn't really like show the game, but we just see that they're like they're doing really well. Yeah. Um, and then we see Spencer and Caitlin walking together and Spencer admits that he was totally wrong about Caitlin. He's like, you've like had an an amazing effect on this team. Um, and then she's late for skate club and she's like, I'm late for something. And Spencer reveals that he knows about skate club and she's like, why don't you say anything? And he's like, well, at first I thought I could use it against you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, and then I just wanted to see how long you could keep up the pace. And then he goes, And then I just wanted to see you. Ah! She's like, Spence. She's like, oh my God. That is very sweet. That is very sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, let's get you to practice. And he like takes her hand. And then at skate club practice, Natasha is being really hard on Shelby. And she's like, get up, Shelby. Shelby's like, I can't. And she's like, can't or won't. Yeah. And Shelby's like, what's the difference? And she storms off crying. And Natasha's like, that's exactly the attitude that cost you the medal. Yes. And it's like really intense. And Shelby is like distraught. Distraught. And she runs to the bathroom and Caitlin follows her in there. And she's like, Shelby, like, are you okay? And Shelby's like, no. And then Shelby's <laughs> This scene is so like burned in my memory. Shelby drops a syringe oh, okay. and like Caitlin can see it like under the bathroom stall door. She like sees the syringe and she's like, oh my God, Shelby, I know we're under a lot of pressure, but like steroids are not the answer and then Shelby comes out of the stall she's like I'm not on steroids I'm diabetic yeah and Caitlin's like oh and she's like yeah oh 
And then Caitlin's like, oh, my, like, I'm just surprised to hear this because, like, I know all about you. I've read all your bios. And Shelby's like, it's not really something I advertise. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the last thing I need is the judge's pity. I get enough of that on my own. And she's like crying. And it's like so good. Like this scene is like so good. I'm sorry. I, I just love it. I love it so much. It's so real. Shelby is like such a compelling character. And it really is. Uh, a lens into the fact that with these industries like figure skating, like gymnastics, sports in general, modeling of like, it's such a dark feeling to be like, my life is over and I'm, I haven't hit drinking age yet. Yeah. Like that's so hard. I've like, she's like, I'm 17 and I'm washed up. Like, yeah. Oh. And I just, there's so much contained in that one line. I get, I get enough of their pity on my own. It's I like, know. it just tells such a story with so few words of like, Yes. It just really gives you so much insight into like what she's been through and like how the skating world views her. It's like she's really talented, but she's never quite like broken through and yes. everybody knows that. And that's right. like this it's like she kind of missed her, her moment. And everyone's like, oh, she could have been great, but now she'll just be good. Yeah. Oh. She just does a real this actress does a really she's good job. Really with a it. good actress. Yeah. yeah. And then um Caitlin is like, Do you want to go get a frozen yogurt? So then yeah, Shelby and Caitlin go for a walk together outside to get this frozen yogurt, and Shelby is like I'm a has-been. Like, I've been doing this my whole life and, like, I have nothing to show for it. And Caitlin, who really admires her, is like, what are you talking about? Like, you've, like, won three world championships. You've skated Salt Lake. And she's like, yeah, but, like, with no gold medal, I'm nobody. No one's going to even remember who I am. And then Caitlin is like, okay, I never thought I'd say this, but there's actually more to life than figure skating. (laughs) Yeah. And then Shelby says, talk to me when you're 17. Which is so So dark. I mean, can you even believe it? I literally can't. So sad. Also, Caitlin is 14. So she is like, yeah, yeah, younger. I mean, it's really giving nothing new Taylor Swift. Of just like someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. But it's the only radiance you can only have at 14 this time. Because figure skating cuts you off earlier than the pop world. So true. It's even worse than the pop world. It's even worse. Which is bad. It's just so dark. How many of these industries are just like youth is everything. You're washed up at 19. And then after that, it's just like. It's all over you. can do a commercial, I guess, if they will even book you old hag. Yeah. No. I literally made a pledge this year. And it was very much inspired by you, Nora, because you are much wiser than me in this regard. But I like literally made a pledge to never, ever say anything negative about aging again. Love. And like, I, I'm so not the type that ever would have been like, oh, she's washed up. She's old. But like, I do it to myself. You do it to yourself. I, I mean, I do it too. And I don't want to set that example for women younger than me. Like, I want to no. be the change of like, never ever again acting like aging is bad. <sighs> don't be weird about aging girls. Like, claim your aging. I know. It's you get okay. wise. You okay. become like such a queen when you get older smarter yeah. and i'm already so much smarter than i was at your age nor no offense 23 is like you're the really darkest smart. age to be i yeah. can't wait to be done with it honestly i can't wait to be 24 24 was pretty dark for me too 25 is starting to get good yeah i feel like 24 is a little bit better than 23 because yeah. 23 is just like nobody likes you when you're 23 like Famously. 22 yeah yeah the hard thing about 23 is you no longer have like the identity of like i'm a student you yes. have to like figure out your life but you're a flop so it's yes. like you're just so <laughs> insecure like you feel like you already missed your opportunity to live your dreams even though you're a baby yeah so then caitlin starts teaching her geometry theory to the team and they're so cool i know it is cool yeah and the girls are kind of like huh but spencer's like oh my god no like this is gonna work this is so cool caitlin and now it's time for another game and this is the east coast division semifinals. so this is a big game and caitlin's parents are there her dad is like leading the crowd in the wave and they win. So this means they're going to, I guess it's like the championship. It's mm-hmm. like the final biggest thing of the season. Yep. Um, and they've like never made it this far as a team. So this is huge. 
Um, but then it's a little tricky because Caitlin realizes that the final hockey game is the same date as her senior national championship for ice skating, which is the Olympic qualifier. Yes. So it's a very important competition. Yeah. And like Caitlin is like torn and Hollywood is like, are you kidding? Like you have to do your skating. Oh, she's like, you can't miss out on the chance to go to the Olympics, which is awesome that Hollywood's not like Dude, come because like Caitlin is at this point really helping the team, so like they yeah. kind of need her. And she, but of course Hollywood's like, no, I get it. Like, yeah, that's your dream. That's your dream that you've been working your whole life for, and like that's the only reason you did hockey. Yeah. Like, um, and then like it is kind of crazy because Caitlin really is like, I don't know what I should do, and she's talking to Natasha and. Natasha's like, girl, like, it's obvious what you have to do. And she's like, but they're my friends, Natasha. And Natasha's like, who needs friends? And she's like, I owe them something. And Natasha says, what about what you owe to yourself? Yes. And that's very much signaling that hockey is about a team. Figure skating is about yourself. Yeah. And this movie is really being like the difference between team sports and solo sports. There is a pretty big difference. And Natasha says this crazy thing. She's like, I hate to break it to you, Sputnik, but this light only shines on us once every four years. And when it goes out, the world forgets all about little girls in tights and sequins. I mean, this is such a good line. It's really heartbreaking. And it was really, I mean, I felt so much empathy for Olympic athletes during the pandemic of like, if they miss that year, they miss it completely. Like it's so bad when stuff like that happens because it's like, you have such a short window. I know. And then it's also like, you can get hurt, you can get injured. And then like, if you do get injured or you make a decision for yourself that you don't want to compete, people are horrible to you. Like they were to Simone Biles. And it's like, Oh my God, the way she was treated. a tough business, the Olympics. Like it's (sighs) no, so much pressure. And it's like, you get one shot. It's not even like baseball or hockey where it's like you get a couple years. It's like you get one shot. I know. I, I kind of think athletes are like sort of like the most exploited group. Because yes. it's just like the wear and tear on their bodies basically for like our entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then like they're just kind of like cast aside like the husks of their former selves like are just like yes it's like we don't really need you anymore and you're like maybe 30 probably younger for a sport like this you're probably yeah. like early 20s yeah and yeah it's kind of fucking insane like this line really did drive home yes that. and then natasha is like to caitlin she's like this is your moment and what you do with it will define you for the rest of your life so then we see caitlin um skating in the rink alone and spencer is there watching her and he asks her what she's gonna do And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, watching you now, it seems pretty obvious. He also is like, you need to do figure skating. Like, you're so talented. Yes, and she is. Yeah, and like, I love that he's not like, you're part of this team. He's like, dude, this is like crazy. You could be in the Olympics, like, go for it. But she's like, really not so sure. She's like, I don't don't know. Like, my eagles need me. And then she talks to her mom on the phone and like the same thing. Her mom's like, it's not my decision, but like, do what makes you happy. And she's like, oh, like, mom, what would you do? And she's like, well, I guess I would just ask myself which one's going to make me a better woman. And Caitlin's like, okay, I don't really know. She's like, I'm not a woman. I'm 14. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And then we do see that Caitlin is looking at um, the website where her mom is like selling old stuff and she orders her mom's old figure skating dress that mm-hmm. she's selling. And then we'll just really quickly mention that we do see the mom like talking to Bradley because Bradley is like, pissed off about Caitlyn and this is where he like really spells it out I mean it's obvious what he's been feeling this whole movie but he's like Caitlyn wins everything like she took my thing like hockey's mine and she has to take that too yeah and the mom's like well if you like like listen to any of 
her voicemails or like returned any of her calls, you would know that like she's been trying to thank you for a while now because she's using your geometry to help her team. And like, you should really like talk to her. Yes. I mean, being jealousy is really like drinking your own poison. It's like, yeah. it, no, it's just like, it isn't hurting the person you hate. It's hurting yourself. It's like keeping you from being close to people that are successful. It's it takes up so much of your mental energy. It makes your heart cold. I'm like, just yeah. be happy for her. It's going to be so much easier for you and it's going to make you happier. It really is that thing of like jealousy is a normal human emotion. However, you can't yes. feed it. You have to like actively practice. Like even if it starts out fake, you have to be like, I'm happy for them. And at first it will feel a little inauthentic. Yes. And you keep feeding that because people who feed their jealousy, girl, that's going to destroy you. So Caitlin is in her janitor's closet, like having this <laughs> internal struggle. She's like hearing voices in her head. She's hearing Natasha being like, this will define you forever. And she's hearing her mom be like, do whatever makes you a better woman. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at her figure skates and her hockey skates hanging next to each other. And she's literally doing eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, she can't decide. And the stakes are high for eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like, yes. especially with the skating. It's like, if she misses the hockey game, it's like, it's like a big deal, but it's like, it's That's different. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. girl, it's the Olympics. Like this, this game is not really that high stakes. And especially when your whole team is like, no, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not even mad at her. So it's the day of both events. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other movie has this where there's like two events. I know. There's definitely something. There's something else. Oh, I guess it is High School Musical. Three. Gabriella with, um, oh, yeah, the science competition. Yeah. And then isn't in the third one, it's like the play versus the basketball. Isn't there something with the yeah. game? Yeah. Well, isn't there something with like college? Like Gabriella. Oh, the Juilliard audition or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. High School Musical has a lot of these. A lot of, of moments because yeah. it's another movie about people torn between two, two worlds, <laughs> two identities. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time for the big day, and at the hockey game, there's no sign of Caitlin, and Spencer is like, "Thank God," because mm-hmm. he doesn't want her to be there. He wants her to be at her figure skating competition. Yeah. And then we see that Caitlin's family is at the figure skating competition, and the dad's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm still not convinced Caitlin's going to be here." And Bradley's like, "I don't know. Her name's in the program." So we don't know, like, which is she going to choose? We don't know. And then she shows up at the, the hockey, hockey game. game. And it's shocking. It is. And, like, Spencer's mad at her. Hollywood's mad at her. They're, They're like, like, why? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, why? Yes. <laughs> I'm mad at her. But so she does start playing the game and it's halftime and they're They're losing. losing. They're losing kind of badly. Yeah. And they go into the locker room and... Um, Ronnie especially is kind of like let's just get this over with like we're losing and then Caitlin is like trying to like raise morale and she's like I didn't come here to lose like are you guys really going to give up that easily like come on like I want to hear some noise because she's trying to get them excited because she's like I gave up on my dream to be here we better not lose right or we better at least like give it our all yeah. don't throw in the towel <laughs> yep so yeah she kind of like pumps them up and then we see Bradley calling her phone mm-hmm. and we see her little pink phone ringing on the bench and Spencer picks it up and he's like hello and Bradley's like oh like they're gonna delay the program they haven't yet but they're going to I mm-hmm. know it so he's like just get Caitlin here as fast as you can um and he's like oh my god okay okay there's like still a chance and then we see that Bradley sends his little robot car that he's been building yes out on the ice to like wreak havoc and delay the program yeah and security Scheme. is like yeah security is like trying to tackle the robot and they like can't back at the hockey game the Eagles are down by one point it's so close um and then Caitlin is like about to make a shot and she gets like hip checked and she falls. So they lose. They lose, they lose by the one. game. They lose the game. And I think that Caitlin is really worried that the team's going to be upset, but they're not. They're like, we gave it our best. Like, you made it through the whole season. Like, congrats. And yeah. they're just like, we'll get them next time. Yeah, they're like so unbothered. They're like, 
girl, we did better than ever. Like, we're so proud of you. Yeah. And it's really sweet. And then Spencer is like, oh my God, Caitlin, like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Like, you can still make <laughs> the- Freaking out. <laughs> Freaking out. And she's like, what? And he's like, come on, let's go. Um, So she's like running with him and he like has her bag with all her stuff. And then she drops her bag and like all her like twirl girl stuff falls out. I know. And they're like, oh. But Caitlin like thinks they're gonna, like, she's literally like, oh my God, oh my God. And like, like she's running away. So she doesn't even like, she doesn't even like really see how they react, but Ronnie is just like laughing. She's like, oh my God, she's a twirl girl. She's basically like, this is rich. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like mad, they're not mad obviously. Yeah. They're just like, oh my God, that's so funny. So then we see uh, Bradley's little robot and the Zamboni like facing off. Yes. <laughs> and the Zamboni like crushes his robot. Duh. Yeah. yeah. He sacrificed it. <laughs> And then Spencer is driving Caitlin and he's like, I hope you don't mind. I like found this dress that was in a package on your desk and it's her mom's dress that she ordered. So she gets to wear her mom's dress. So cute. Yeah. And Shelby Singer, it's her turn to go onto the ice. Yeah. And we see her like hesitating at the edge of the rink. And Natasha's like, what are you doing? Like, this is your one chance. I know. And she's like, no, it's not. That's what she says to this being her one chance, which is so beautiful. It's very Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And a nice then, princess. And then she says to Natasha, someone told me there's more to life than figure skating. I don't know if she's right, but one way or another, I'm going to find out. And she leaves. She leaves. And I love it so much. Oh, I also forgot to mention really quick. After Spencer gives Caitlin her mom's dress, she kisses him on the cheek. <gasps> Tea. Cute. So then... uh. Caitlin gets there in time to skate, but she's missing one of her skates. It fell out of her bag. Really bad. But she's like, oh, Natasha, I'll just do the routine in my hockey skates. And, and she can't because they're different skates. And like, it, that's so silly. And she should know that. She should know that. Like literally. Um, it's like blades versus. Well, like, yeah. And like figure skates have um a toe pick, which is like the whole way they can do like the jumps and spins that they do. Exactly. They're completely different. You just can't do figure skating and hockey skates. That's like really stupid caitlin i also yeah. like i don't know this for a fact but i feel like it would be against the rules yes. like not regulation vibes no but so she does that and then like no surprise she falls right away obviously like no surprise there yeah but she like laughs when she falls she's like haha you win some you lose some which like i know it's supposed to show that she's like lighthearted now but it kind of looks like she's having a breakdown she's like haha <laughs> <laughs> but then so like all her hockey girls are there yes and they like call her over from the side of the rink and they're like we have your skate we have your skate i know it's so sweet it's so sweet and then natasha is like don't worry like i'm gonna talk to the judges like they're gonna let you restart like i know it i can like basically like i can bribe them or convince them as kind She's of gonna flash them her boobs yeah <laughs> that's kind of like what she sort of hints at yeah 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 um, and then, so when Natasha is like, I'll fix this, Pamela hears that. And she's like, I don't think so. Yeah. And this part is so fun. So she's like running off to sabotage Caitlin and Hollywood's like, Mojo now. And Mojo <laughs> throws marbles on the ground and Pamela Gee. trips. And this is an homage to the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding moment. Yes. Because she trips and falls and she starts going like, why, why? <laughs> I thought it was fun that they did this. Like a I fun know. nod to the skating Especially because kids probably won't know this story. So it's just kind of like, I no. guess for figure skaters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't obviously know about this when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. So, but then Natasha comes back and she's like, okay, they're actually like not going to let you yeah. redo it. That's so sad. And then the announcer's like, this concludes the program for today. Yes. And then the team <laughs> starts a chant and they're like, let, let her, her skate. skate. 
let her skate. And it spreads through the entire crowd. Now the whole crowd is like, let her skate, let her skate. And this is the moment that stuck with me the most from this movie. Like, Nora, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I like say this to this day, like, let her skate. No, literally, like, if like there's like any moment when like, for example, like if Drummond's like, oh, like, no, you can't do that right now. I'll be like, let her really? skate. Yes. Oh my God. I love I that it had it, this like, impact often. on your life. It really did. Gorgeous. No, her. probably no one knows what you're talking about. Cause this is not only a decom, but kind of a deep cut. No, it's so random. I've definitely like done it to you too. I've been like, let her skate. Yeah. But maybe I don't, don't know if remember. I've ever gotten the reference. I think it's sort of really corny that this works. I know. Cause it's like, it's like against the rules. Yeah, like the announcer is just like, oh, so sorry, there's been a correction. Caitlin Kingsford. It's like, yeah. okay, giving in to just peer pressure. Yeah, I know. But they do let her skate. So she gets out there and she's looking so cute in like her pink outfit. She slays. And yeah, she gets like really good scores. Like yeah. out of 6.0, she gets like 5.8, 6.0, 5.7, like really good really scores. Good. Yeah. Um, and so she does, in fact, make the women's <laughs> Olympic team. Crazy. <laughs> and the hockey team like lifts her up on their shoulders and it's just so sweet. Yeah, it's so cute. I love how proud they are of her. I know. And then we get her voiceover again. And she says, even though Bradley says he only sacrificed the robot to win the bet, because yeah, the dad and him were betting on like which you know, if she would go to the game or go to figure skating. Yep. She's like, even though he only did that to win the bet or so he says, I think differently because I'm part of something bigger than the figure skating community, a family. And then it ends with a freeze frame of like her face. (laughs) (laughs) Like her hockey team is like a better family than her family. No, that's the thing. I didn't like that it ended with talking about her family. Because I'm like, your family kind of sucks. You don't have like a strong family unit. No. Yeah, I I thought that the the wrap up was lazy. They could have done something more poignant there. That's a big trend with these decoms. Lazy wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. But that is in fact go figure. Yes. Um, can I really quickly talk about like some facts about figure skating? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, it was the first winter sport to ever make it into the Olympics in 1908. And also like, okay, so people have obviously been ice skating for a long time, Mm -hmm. but figure skating in its current form originated in the mid 19th century. And an American skater actually named Jackson Haynes is considered to be the father of modern figure skating. Um, And it was in the mid 1860s that he, you know, kind of introduced this new style, which incorporated a lot of like expressive techniques, which became known as the international style. Previously, it had been the English style, which was a lot more like rigid and boring than what we know today. And although his style that he invented became popular in Europe, um, the international style was not widely adopted in the U.S. until long after Haynes' death, even though he was American. And a Norwegian skater named Sonia Henny, she's the person that set the fashion for female skaters to wear like short dresses and white boots. Um, and she was big in like the 1920s and 30s. Cause I thought that was interesting. I'm like, how did we get this like aesthetic that we have today? Mm-hmm. And I guess she's really credited with it. A couple other interesting things. The both world wars really like disrupted the uh, international skating competition cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and many European ranks were like in ruins after World War II. Wow. And that's kind of when the US and Canada like became so dominant in the sport. They kind of had like a chance to catch up. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So that was kind of like when they had their moment. Um, and yeah, an American skater, Dick Button, was the first skater to perform the double axle um, in a competition successfully. And then this is interesting. This is kind of like the last thing I'll say. But um, we talked about how like the U.S. had their moment to get really good. But I didn't know about this. In 
1961, the entire U.S. figure skating team and their coaches were killed in a plane crash en route to the World Championships in Prague. So, oh, my God. I know. So that really, like, sent our figure skating world for, like, a loop. Like, we kind of, like, needed yeah. to, like, rebuild and regroup after oh that, God, like, so absolute sad. tragedy. I know. Oh. It's so sad. And it was kind of then that the Soviet Union, like, really rose to dominance right. as a force in the sport. Um, and then also I feel like everybody kind of knows this, but like, it's really in the last like 50 years or so that like the level of like athleticism and like stunts has gotten mm -hmm. kind of like arguably insane. Insane. Um, and a lot of it has to do with like it being so televised. Like it kind of was just like a right. race to get like more and more intricate. Right. Because you're not trying to impress the people that know how technical everything is. And so they're impressed by like, oh, the technique, you're trying to get that wow factor from fans that know nothing about the sport. And so they're just like, wow, many spins at once, you know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It really is that like shock value. And it wasn't until um, this year that a woman successfully landed the quadruple axle for the first time. Oh, um, who was it? Miko Ando. She's a Japanese skater. Oh, yes. I remember this. Yeah. Crazy. And then, yeah, that move wasn't even attempted until 1984. So like there's some stunts That's that are like wild. really new, like relatively, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about this movie's soundtrack. It's so good. It's so good because, okay, one of the songs that I remembered, like to me is like, this film's theme song, Go Figure by Everlife. It's not even in the movie. Yeah, I remember that song. It would be like when they would advertise playing the movie, they would put it on the commercial, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, there was a music video and they played it on Disney Channel a lot. Um, so just really quick about Everlife. They also sing that song that's like, we loved the song, the one that's like. Love, okay. And they're three sisters. Um, and yeah, they they the song was obviously like written for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, this soundtrack also has a super chick song, which like makes sense sonically. Like they yeah. really had like a vibe. Yes. Hope seven, super chick Everlife, like very similar sounds, yes. you know, there's also a Raven Simone song on the soundtrack and oh. a Bowling for Soup song. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And a Brie Larson song because a lot of people don't know that Brie Larson put out a pop album in 2004 called finally out of PE. That's literally what it's called. <laughs> I'm so not kidding. <laughs> I'm like the arc oh of her career God. is so interesting. Yeah, that is so interesting. Like I she literally has an Academy Award now. But her best work, finally, finally out, out of PE. And then she from finally out of PE to finally out of that room. Yeah. 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 For real, girl. <laughs> so this movie was at least partially filmed in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where like the exterior campus shots are at this place called Westminster College. Okay. According to Disney Channel Wiki Nora, the working title for this movie was Stick It. <laughs> which why? we all know stick it came out a year later in 2006 so i don't know like why what would happened it be there called stick it i have no idea that kind of seems like fake news to me yeah but that's huh. what disney channel wiki told me wow and then i guess this is kind of funny i guess disney like really planned for this movie to be like a huge success and like oh, it really wasn't no I guess. it was kind of a flop yeah. yeah this movie obviously had uh stunt skaters um stephanie rosenthal who was the stunt double for pamela and shelby she was actually like a pro skater. She went to nationals. She's the national collegiate champion. 
Um, and then Caitlin's stunt double was Brienne Brown, who has done some like Disney on Ice touring. Love. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have a fun fact you wanted to share? Oh, apparently in one of the locker room scenes, you can fully see a camera in the mirror. Oh my God. I think it's the first one. Um. So yeah, if you rewatch, keep a lookout for that. So Go Figure was written by Patrick J. Clifton and Beth Ragazio, and they wrote another decom together. They wrote Read It and Weep. Love. I love that decom. That's a really fun one. I can't wait to watch that. I know. I'm excited for that one. And like, I actually really like this script. Like, it, no, I think that it had a really good idea and a yeah. really good script. It just wasn't executed perfectly. Yeah. Like, I think it actually was a very good idea. Yeah. And like, obviously the script had like cheesy moments and like we talked about like the ending was a little, eh, but like, I just think it really like it had a lot of character yes. and like versus a lot of decoms. Like I just felt like they really had like a strong like voice and like yeah. they tried to be funny and like it didn't always work, but like it kind of did sometimes. And yeah. yeah, I just think overall it was a well-written movie. Yeah. And this movie was directed by Francine McDougall. And yeah, honestly, like remember when we watched Stick It and mm -hmm. I was like, I know this was directed by a woman. Yes. I felt the same way about this. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Um, and Francine directed one of the best decoms. Can you guess which one? Oh, have you done it yet? No. One of the best decoms. Well, is it, we like it. A is lot. it Cowbell? Yes. <gasps> oh my god, I love Cowbell so much. Yes. She also directed Cowbell. I can't wait to do Cowbell. I'm so excited <gasps> for when we do. That's Cowbells. definitely one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So good. So to talk about the cast a little bit. So Jordan Danger plays Caitlin. Now her real name is Jordan Hinson, and she was definitely going by that back when this movie was like being promoted. Because I know I saw her on like ads for this movie, and she was not Jordan Danger then. She was definitely Jordan she Hinson. Changed her last name to Danger. Well, Nora, this is what's so amazing. Like, I got so lucky finding this piece of information. So I randomly found a YouTube video of her family was like surprised by Jay Leno for like a segment on his show in like 2009. And it, she literally like their dogs were in it. And he's like, oh, are these your dogs? And her dad's like, yeah, that's Danger. So she literally like made her stage name after probably her dead dog. That's so weird. I know. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I found this. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's like best known for the show Eureka, which was like a sci-fi channel I saw show. that on a Google tour, yeah. Okay. I've never seen that. Um, and she is still acting, but like, I don't know her from anything else. Um, and based on her Instagram, she is currently pregnant. So congrats, Jordan. Congrats. Yeah. Whitney Sloan is Hollywood. She has not acted since 2007. She's good. And okay, get this. She's British. Her American accent is so good. It's really good. It's really natural. I know. Christine Rose is Natasha Goberman. She's best known for the show Heroes, but like mm -hmm. she's a face that I just like know. I know, I know. And I, I couldn't pin down what I know her from, but she's just like basically guest starred on like every show you can think yeah. of. So she's kind of one of those. She's always working. Ryan Malgarini is Bradley. We already talked about him because he's the brother in Freaky Friday. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know him from anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Amy Halloran is Ronnie. Her last credit was 2019. Didn't know her from anything else, but love her. Love her. Yeah. Okay, Brittany Curran is Pamela, and she definitely still acts. She was in, like, The Magician. She looks so much like Liz Gillies. She does look like Liz Gillies. Yeah, they're, they're that. similar, and they act kind of similar. Yeah, although she's so familiar to me, and I think ultimately what I know her from is Chelsea and Zach and Cody. She's, like, London's dumb friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. She, she like... She was in like several episodes as Chelsea and she'd just be like, hi, London. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. And she's also a six chick in 13 going on 30. 
And then Sabrina Spear is Shelby. And this was her very last thing she ever did, which is too bad because I think she's so yeah, good. She's really good. Huh. And she's now an interior designer. Cool. Yeah. And she like co-owns a company. She's like, cool. She's yeah. kind of like Shelby. She's like, I'm done with this crazy world. Yeah. She's taking her power back. Yeah. Um, Jake Abel is Spencer. Um, he very much still acts. He's been in like the Percy Jackson movies, mm. but what I know him from is also Zach and Cody. Do you remember the episode when London and Maddie um, date those two brothers and like one is hot and one is not? He's Kirk. He's the hot brother. Kirk and Dirk. <laughs> I love that episode and I wanted to be a rewatch of that episode. We should rewatch it because like we need to see him as Kirk now. I loved that episode growing up. It's so iconic. Maddie is so funny. Like Ashley Tisdale just being like, Dirk is so funny. Okay. Normally, I probably wouldn't even bring him up, but okay. Paul Kiernan is Coach Reynolds. And the reason I bring this up is because he was in a movie that I was obsessed with as a kid. Did you ever watch Little Secrets with no. me? No. Nora. Okay. I just really briefly have to tell you Little because secrets? Evan Rachel Wood is the star and the Simon from Seventh Heaven. And it's literally so edgy, Nora. It's like the girl is, she has a secret keeping business in her neighborhood and literally the boy is like his secret is that he was involved in like a drunk driving accident and you later find out that like the main girl like her parents literally died in a drunk driving accident it's like <gasps> when i was a kid i was like this is literally the edgiest film that's ever existed oh my god it's that's so good. crazy we should watch it and then also i knew that i knew the mom from something jody russell and she is the mom in right on track a decom so that's the cast there's a lot of people Okay, so it is time for us to rate the love interest. So this is our scale. Number one, we support this union. Number two, we have some notes. Number three, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? This boy who you are knowing your whole life or this boy who you are just meeting who says you shine like the light from the sun. Lizzie McGuire quote, the Paolo effect. Number four, get this person to a therapist stat. So what are you giving Miss Caitlin and Spencer? I support it. I, like, I know he, like, negged her at the beginning and was, like, being kind of really, really mean. But, like, I think he just, I, my theory is that, like, he immediately was attracted to her. Yeah. But was, like, I can't stand somebody who, like, doesn't care about anything. And, like, as soon as he was, like, oh, she really cares about a lot of things, he was, like, really attracted to that. Mm -hmm. And I just think they, like, kind of are a good match. They're both, like, kind of a lot. They're yeah. both really passionate. And I think they look really cute together. And my only thing is, like, I hope that he, I love that he like supports her. Mm -hmm. I just hope that if she does decide to like take a step back from figure skating or just like whatever she does, I hope he will like support it. I'm picking we support this union too. Yay. I think if she goes to the Olympics, they might break up just because that's a really high stress environment. She's gonna be very busy, yeah. but I don't think that's like a problem with either of them. It's just like their circumstances might be hard, but then I think they're a good couple. So favorite quotes, this was mine. Um, this light only shines on us once every four years. And when it goes out, the world forgets all about little girls and tights and sequins. I just thought that was like evocative and chilling and sad. That was mine too. So for the Zodiac, I mean, listen, guys, Leo's just continue to dominate in this category. Yep. And I mean, I think like Disney Channel in general sports has Leo movies energy. Could, I feel like sports movies a lot will get a Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Or like at least a fire sign. Yep. We've had like some Aries mm -hmm. because like. 
let's be honest, Leos can be kind of annoying. They are they are glitter. They are high energy. They are not reading the room and like talking about colorology to a room of hockey players. <laughs> they are keeping their stuffed animal collections well into their teenage years. Like mm-hmm. this is all giving Leo. Um, but like I've also said this before with Cadet Kelly and Full Court Miracle, which were both Leo movies. Leos are leaders and they are individualistic, but they're also like really intoxicated by the idea of being part of something. Mm-hmm. And also like, you know, like as much as Leos like being part of teams, they're also like, they don't want to be just a cog in the machine. Like part of why Caitlin is having so much fun is because she's like, I'm teaching you ballet. Like she's making her mark on this mm-hmm. team, but still loving the community aspect. That's very Leo. And also like Leos have haters and like Caitlin has a lot of them. Okay, Nora, what is your rose? My rose was just kind of like the lesson about the importance of community and friendship of like Caitlin at the beginning was kind of like, I don't need friends and I'm just here to skate. And then like her life got so much better when she had people cheering her on. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's good to have a support system. And I, I think that she really learned that lesson. And yeah, I liked like all the stuff with the hockey team and the team spirit. I just really liked that. So yeah, the community lesson mine is the shelby singer arc love yeah i just like i felt like the lesson of this movie like we saw it with caitlin but at times with her it was like a little cheesy and like Mm -hmm. a little superficial whereas i feel like she like shelby was like a microcosm of the lesson of this movie and Mm -hmm. like they did such effective storytelling with like so few scenes yeah that's so true and i just really drove home this message of like your sport shouldn't make you feel like that's all you have to offer the world and i just think that this actress did so much with so little screen time and I loved it what was your thorn my thorn was that I thought she her choosing hockey was a little bit unrealistic to me same because yeah because I just felt like I don't know like the stakes were just so much higher for the figure skating yeah and I feel like maybe if it was a situation of people being like wait what if you could do both that would have made a little more sense or if it was like I don't know. There just wasn't enough time yeah. for her to totally change her mind after loving figure skating for so long. Maybe it would make sense if she was someone that was really pressured into figure skating and she didn't really love it. Yeah. And she finally found this other sport and was like, no, this is what I love to do. But that's not what happened. She still loves skating. She just like, the choice was weird to me mm-hmm. and she made it so easily. Or like, I know she struggled, but Barely. she didn't struggle enough. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind of confused by that and I didn't like it. The movie didn't set us up enough for that yes, yeah that's what I kind of meant to say yeah no I had the same exact one for like the same reasons and like for me because I always try to envision like what could they have done to make it better and like I think like maybe they could have had a scene where she like really breaks down to like Natasha or someone and she's like do you know how fucking lonely my life has been like yes. I have never had a friend since I was seven and even yes. then she stole my Barbie like I want to see you cry Caitlin like mm-hmm. I want to see you really be like I'm tired of being on my own. Yeah. And then I would have maybe been like, holy shit, this isn't really even about like the sport. Because that would have been more realistic to me. I think that was there. I thought it had elements to literally be like a fantastic movie. Like I thought had like the lesson is really good. Like the ideas were really good. But then I felt like they didn't execute it well enough. Like you're so right that that would have been such an compelling scene. Yeah. And it would have been so interesting. And they like, missed out on some of those opportunities because they didn't have the skills to pay the bills, I think. Yeah. And that does bring us to our overall rating. And Nora was saying before we started today that she found it really hard to rate this one. I This was my hardest one to rate so far. Because Um, there are moments that are so corny and then moments that are so good. There's moments that are like C minus and moments that are like A. I know. So it's like really hard. 
And I went back and forth a lot. This is my rating that I might feel the least confident in. Okay. It might be too nice. Oh, but to me, like the middle of this movie, like the middle where it's like she finally is getting in with the team and the skating, that part is like so good. I hate the way this movie starts. Like literally hate it. Yeah. So it's really hard. Oh, I. Okay. Why did you get it? I'm I, so curious. Ultimately, and this might be too nice. I gave it a B. Oh, I don't think it's too nice. I gave it the same. Oh, okay. Because I feel like I gave it a B too. Okay, good. Because yeah. I felt like it's weird because I think that it was like the beginning was worse than anything in say Get a Clue, but Get a Clue had less depth to it. Like yeah. this movie had like a really beautiful spirit in the middle, and so. Even though I thought the beginning was truly so bad, it really won me over by yeah. the end. And so, yeah, I gave it a B. Yeah, to me, it just felt like a really solid B. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I kind of like that was the overall impression it gave me. I was like, it's a decom, it's cheesy, it's not perfect, but like, yeah. it's really ambitious and it is really fun. Yes, they took swings. Yeah. Okay. I definitely think you guys should rewatch this one. It's so I fun. Know, it's so fun. Um, And so, here are our drinking game rules drink every time Natasha calls Caitlin Sputnik, drink every time there is a hockey game scene, drink every time Bradley is a hater to Caitlin, drink every time someone says Christy Yamaguchi. Drink every time Spencer teases Caitlin or is mean to Caitlin. Love. Drink every time we see Bob and Ginger, the coaches. And that's go figure. So yes. fun. We did just want to let you guys know before we play Nora's game. Um, we are taking another week off next week. Um, we know that this is going to air like right after Christmas, but we are recording it kind of just before. So mm -hmm. we're going to take a week off and we'll be back with a new episode on January 9th. And my birthday. Oh my God, Nora, that's right. <gasps> Love. Her 24th birthday. And guys, we are doing a heavy hitter that week. So we're doing our first like trilogy. There's some trilogies in the DCOM universe and we're doing probably one of the most famous decoms of all time. I would time. say it's the most famous decom. I would say, yeah, the most famous. We're doing High School, high school Musical. Because we're doing High School Musical. And we're going to do all three in January. All three, and we're going to have some special guests. We're going to have our first guests. Um, well, so, that'll be for HSM too, but yes, we are going to have guests. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, not for the first one, but right. yeah. Yeah, so thanks for bearing with us as we take a week off. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nora, can we play your game? Yeah. Okay. okay, so this is our last episode of the year. And so I wanted to do a little roundup of the movies we've done so far. So, so I, fun. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I should have sent this no, to you this ahead is of time. Fun. Um, I did I some categories okay. that I we can go to kind of just wrap up our movies, our favorites, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So our first category is the little sibling award. Who is your favorite little sibling of the movies we covered so far? I think I'm going to give it to Sophie from Halloween Town. I know she's not like, she's not like, she's not like a Joey from Ultimate Christmas Present. She's just like, cuckoo. yeah, she's just like sweet and smart and I love her. So I'm giving it to Sophie. I or love that. I had the same. You did? Yeah, because Sophie's just such an icon. She's such an icon. Like the other ones, are, they're like funny, but she just like, yeah. She changed the movie. She's a main character to me. Yes. Like, yeah, Sophie is my queen. And then the next category is the best lesson. What was your favorite lesson so far? I think you know where I stand on this one. Is it Brink? It's Brink. Mine's too. I know we're a lot of the same. Me and Sarah are very similar. Yeah. But for those that don't know about Brink, listen to that episode. I loved it so, so much. That garage scene changed my life. Changed my life. Changed everything about me. Favorite couple so far? We're going to be the same on this one too. Who is it? Motocross. It's Andy and Dean from Motocross. I know. We're going to have a lot of the same. Mine, of course it's them. <laughs> They're such icons. Okay. Who's your favorite protagonist so far? Ooh, okay. That's a good one. It's Kelly from Cadet Kelly. She is a really good one. And I thought about her a lot. 
and I almost made her mine. I I have two people that are so close behind me. So tell like two other protagonists that are close for second and third. So what did you have? Okay, so I did Andy from Motocross. Okay. Just because I loved her so much. I love that movie so much. And I really liked her arc. I like that she defied the odds of gender. Yeah. Um, and I also had an honorable mention for the boy from Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire. That's, that's one of the people I was thinking of. Because he was just so charming and so cute. And I thought he led that movie really well. But ultimately, I gave it to Andy. But... Um, there's a lot of really good protagonists. Who was your other one that you were thinking? Marnie, because Marnie really changed everything for me. It's kind of the first time I saw myself in media, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, your favorite antagonist. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's Cal. It's Cal Garson. I love that. What's yours? Pat from Smart House. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's a really cuckoo. And I just thought like, she really scared me. Like, when I was a kid and when I was an adult. Okay, who's your favorite friend duo? Ooh, okay. It has simply got to go to, I'm blanking on their names, but to um, Brenda Song and Danielle Panabaker in Stuck in the Suburbs. Brittany and Natasha. Natasha. Yeah. Gorgeous. Did you have the same? No. Ooh, exciting. Even though I'm not a big fan of the movies, Twitches. Come on. That chemistry, that real life chemistry. Sister, sister. Um, Okay, so favorite parent. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brink Daddy. Oh, Brink Daddy. The daddy from Brink. I really also struggle because I love Nick from Smart I House. I think I'm going with Nick from Smart okay, House. Okay, yeah, he's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I just went with the guy from Brink. I mean, he's like a mess in so many ways and like rude in so many ways. I know. But that garage scene, I just think, to grow up with a parent that can teach you that much wisdom. I mean, he gave us so much. He gave us so much. So I picked him, but yeah, Nick from Smart House is a very close second for me. I mean, Nick basically gave us being cute. Like I know. he's not the same as Brink Daddy, but I just like his energy a lot. Least favorite parent? Yeah, that's a great one, Nora. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Gwen from Halloween Town. <laughs> okay. Gwen yeah. change your ways. <laughs> Uh, I went with Roscoe's dad from Pixel Perfect. Mm -hmm. I know he ended up like not being that bad in the end, but Eh. I just feel like he gave his son really unrealistic expectations for women. He didn't teach his son any like emotional intelligence. No. He, you know, like is going to set his son up for like a very cold life in a lot of ways. I understand it's incredibly hard to be a single dad, but he just shows him no warmth and like, yeah, Roscoe is the way he is for a reason. Um, Okay, and then... Do you have a favorite episode we've done? Like, what's your favorite episode? Yeah, I feel like I have a couple. I really like Smart House. Mm-hmm. I really like Brink. I really I really like Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. I think some of y'all slept on that one. Yeah. I really like Pixel Perfect. Sorry, those are like, I picked a lot, but those are my favorites. Love. I have kind of similar ones. I love Smart House. Stuck in the Suburbs, I really loved. Motocross. I have so many favorite episodes. It's like almost like our podcast is amazing. I know. Oh, sorry. I love doing this with you. It was oh, so much fun in 2022. This was a highlight of the year for sure. I know. No, we're really excited for a new year of podcasting, of decom booming. And we wish you guys a very, very happy new year. Yeah. Um, reminder that any of your new year's resolutions should come from a place of self-love and not from like, I need to be better, more productive. Yes. Stop that right now. Yeah. Love yourself. Um, thank you guys so much. Ooh, yeah. I have one more thing. What protagonist's energy from our decom so far do you want to bring with you in the new year? <gasps> okay, love Nora. Ultimately, I'm going to pick Kelly. Yeah. From that was Kelly. what I was thinking too, Nora. I just love her positivity. I love that she has an innate goodness and mm. just sees the good in people. I yeah. love her whimsical spirit. I think she's a good friend. I think she's a good person, a good 
daughter yeah. and I want to be more like her. I can't really like do any better than that. I kind of yeah. just like retweet, like retweet. Cause I just want what Kelly has. I want her sparkle. I want her shine. I love Disney Channel, you guys. <laughs> thank you so much for being I part of too. this journey. Yeah. Thank you guys. We will see you in 2023 Woo! and happy new year. Goodbye. Bye.